there somebody there? It's the Deliver Us Some Evil podcast, motherfucker. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what, like, the hardest part about being, like, a, a, a parent is, Mel? I'm not a parent, so I wouldn't know. Well, it's like when you tell your kid, okay, go out there, you little bastard, and, like, you know, garden, you know, like, pick all the weeds out of the garden. And they decide to wear, like, one of your, like, nice, fancy, like, golf like, gloves to do it, and they fucking ruin it. And you're not legally allowed to beat them to death with a nine iron. That's when parenting gets hard. <laughs> I'll take your word Welcome to Deliver Us Some Evil. I am child beater Elijah motherfucking Noon, and today I am joined by the lovely, voluptuous, childless Mel November. Mel, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hi there. All right, Mel, if that's not the best segue into talking about the uh, attachment therapy cult part two, then I don't know what is. <laughs> you got to have some kind of an intro. You into have it. to have. You have to it's, have something. It's a very hard topic, and it's just. And just so you guys know, that, that actually happened in my life. Not the whole being beaten with a nine iron, but because I didn't know what golf golfing was, I accidentally used my adopted mother's golf gloves when gardening. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I was a little kid, but I yes. also had no idea that like I wasn't <clears throat> uh, inducted into like the rich people club at that yeah. point, so I didn't know about golf. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're going to be talking about attachment therapy, uh, the cult itself. We 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 already did a, a part one that was like yeah. a month ago. It's it's been a, a hard month to try to get back into it. Yeah, uh, but it's important. That's why we're it finishing is. up now. We've had like what ten episodes since. That's Something just like, like how that. long it's been. Yeah, and so we kind of need a little bit of a recap. I know we you need guys, the recap. <laughs> yeah, we do. I know you guys probably don't because you guys are like, oh, I could just you know click on this episode. I don't do any of the work. I just click this and then immediately scroll <laughs> up and click this one, and boom, I just have all the information right there. So uh, in part one, we talked about uh, Robert Zaslow and Foster Klein and you know their theories about how to brainwashed children yes. <laughs> essentially into being good talked about the theory where it, it, it targets pretty much foster children and children are adopted yep. because in their in the eyes of the therapists those kids are almost guaranteed to become psychopaths and yeah, serial killers some of them from birth yes yeah, from birth so this therapy quote-unquote therapy is literally they're like you know like michael's like sword from god you know like fight back against the psychopathy that's taking yeah. over children. It has a lot of yeah, pseudo-religious save, Saving their tones. souls from yeah. being like Jeffrey Dahmer and yep. you know, other psychopaths that we just love talking about so much <laughs> on this show. Yeah, they look at a little five-year-old and they, they're seeing Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, that's Dahmer. Satan. Yep. Satan 666. Beat that little bastard. <laughs> Beat him good until he's good. Save his soul. La, 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 la. Eat some pussy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, we talked about that. We talked about the history, a little bit of the theory. We uh, I think that like the last you know portion of that episode, we were talking about the uh, the, d- the different techniques that they were teaching parents, like the strong sitting and the giving them chores that are pointless and making it hard for them because it's all about getting the child frustrated that way. Deliberately. Deliberately. Yeah. That way you can hold them against their will and smother them and a lot yeah. of the time strangle them to death. Yeah. And when they say when <laughs> yeah. they say holding, they mean like a 200-pound like, like, adult yeah, laying like on top of a 4 Yeah, like just laying on top of a 4-year-old, holding their arms back, yeah. you know, covering their mouth And when the child the says that they can't breathe, yes. that's them trying to manipulate yes. the parent, trying getting to get them, them in trouble. Yeah, you wanting the, want to control what they're saying and what they're thinking because if they think on their own, then they're going to hypnotize you. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? Hypnotoad. Hypnotoad. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, they, whoa, the whoa. child is supposed to only look into your eyes 
eyes when you tell them to. Otherwise, yes. they're supposed to avoid eye contact. Yes, because otherwise they will go, hypnotize whoa, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, what's, you know what's really weird? So as a kid, I had this power, but like I don't know like what the fuck happened. Maybe it's like the minute I hit puberty, I like lost all the powers of like hypnotoad. <laughs> because nowadays, I like try to use my hypnotoad power on women to see their tits, and it doesn't work. <laughs> it really doesn't. But and then trust again, the people he has tried. I have tried, but then again, maybe it's like gone to, like from like a conscious attempt to subconscious because i just have women outside like my like apartment just tossing pussy at me <laughs> they really i am do. so slick and pussy i can't even touch my mouse right now it's just slipping around man bouncing around the room like a super ball it's like i'm constantly like, covered in flubber and that's what we call fat girls <laughs> uh but yeah so we we, we talked about a lot of stuff we're going to be finishing that up uh in this episode but First, you know, to give you a better illustration on what we're talking about, the type of parenting and the type of techniques, I'm going to play a couple different clips from some training videos that we have. Uh, the first clip, it's, it's really shitty audio. Uh, it's kind of sucks. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit hurt about it because that's like the best clip. But it's like mono and it's, it was a really bad we, recording we may, from like the 90s. We may play that at the end. I think yeah, we should probably yeah, play that we'll, one we'll at the end. We'll play at the end just, just know, to give people a taste It's of a it. tape that was made, like a homemade recording VHS tape from like the 90s yeah. that I've had to like edit and do my best with like in the audacity. Sound is really awful. Yeah, I got the sound the best I could, but for some reason it's mono, so it makes yeah. it even harder to listen to. Yeah. But we will play that one at the end of the episode, just, you know, because it's important. Yeah. But I just want to keep the show moving forward at this yeah. point. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. So let me pull up this first clip. Uh, fuck. If I knew how to use a computer. <laughs> uh, so these these clips come from a, a Ronald Federici he isn't associated with the evergreen like the first clip was which is like a neil feinberg clip right um but this guy is using attachment therapy uh he's probably primarily uh is placed in like romania i think like at like like a like a orphanages there right but one of the clips if not both of the clips i forget like it was like a whole it was like a whole video that i had to like you know pull clips from uh they have him at like a romanian orphanage and then there's like an american family from like a with that adopted with a kid. An adopted yeah, it was son. like an adopted son from Romania yeah. that he was like working with. So here's this. And uh this clip I, I titled Federici Three Feet Rule. That's which right. is important. All right. The most important thing of this program is for the child to enter the world of the parents. Show me three feet. Three feet means three feet. I, if I cannot touch you, then you're too far away. Follow instructions right away. Serge, get up. The answer is? Yes, sir, I will. Your mom and dad are in charge of everything, meaning that you have to ask for permission. Excuse me, may I go to the bathroom? Excuse me, may I have a drink of water? Excuse me, may I eat dinner? Excuse me, may I read a book? The answer is no, unless your father says, Serge, you can read a book with me. You cannot do anything alone. He cannot do anything alone because he likes to run away. And if he runs to his room, take the doors off. Now, you could be mad all you want. You could be mad, scream, fight, run away from home. You can do anything you want. It does not matter what you do because I know you will be unhappy. But. This is Serge's room, right? Okay, beautiful room. Lights, okay. Serge, bed is for what? Sleeping. Only sleeping. 
only sleeping. Everything gets boxed up, taken, toys, everything off the wall, and we just have bed, pillow, mom's bed, sorry, dad's bed. Very good. He likes to keep neat. Everything will be boxed up, okay? We don't mind if you fight, yell, scream. It's your choice. So, how do you feel about that one? Because, I, 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 you know, you say your, your emotional piece, but just so <laughs> you know, there is a lot of context I have to describe just in that video for people to actually understand it. Yeah, I'll give you yeah. Oh, no, no, but, yeah, but I'm you trying get to your emo get you're, my you're, emotional You're over response. there with, like, the Dobby eyes after he gets Under stabbed <laughs> with a sword, man. He's just, like, over there, like, crying, holding it in. An emotional yeah. ass bitch. Why? <laughs> You're no, weak. There's, there's from from uh, having been your friend for a few years and and listening to you talk about how your adopted parents treated you, and then watching some of these tapes from the Evergreen facility and listening to these clips, it just breaks my heart because these are yeah. these are children who have no people, and this is supposed to be their new family. And they're being treated like animals. Yeah, they're going through essentially uh, POW light training. Yeah, it's like the military, except yeah. you're talking about you know like kids that five, are five, six, six seven, seven, eight. I think even like a the teenager. I think like the youngest uh, case I ever saw was like a four like a four month old was, was like going through this shit. Yeah, but um, yeah. So so the the clip does require a little bit of a little bit of context. I feel because um, you you don't see the clip, you just hear it. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Federici, he's uh, dealing with this kid, Serge, and his family. And uh, so, like, the point where, like, you heard, like, a lot of scribbling, essentially it had him sitting on, like, the, the living room floor with, like, these giant, like, I don't know, like, like, pieces of paper, which is a tactic that a lot of these families do. I know my adoptive families had it. The family had it where he was writing like the rules of like what, what like what your expectations are, what you're supposed to be doing, and he was writing it. You know, it's things like full sentences. Like you had to use full sentences. You couldn't use like you know like like break off sentences. Like yeah, no, yeah, or yeah, or whatever. Oh, you so had that's it. why he couldn't he he yeah. couldn't say say may I eat may I please eat dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, I, he had to say may I eat dinner or can I? You have to say that. You can't just say. I want dinner or anything. It has to be full sentences. Okay. Um, and you had to ask for permission for everything. That, even that's to a, go use the toilet, yeah, to go you use had the to toilet, ask you had to ask permission. And then some people even take it a step further. Where like, if you take a shit, and uh, usually they're, they're they're supervised bathroom trips too. It's not just like oh, you get to be unsupervised in the bathroom. Right. Supervised means they watch yeah. you. Yeah, they go watch to the you bathroom. take a shit, and then before you like, <laughs> before you wipe, you have to ask, "May I wipe?" Are you kidding me? No. It's it's like a... What was that movie we saw with the... Uh, shit. Uh, it was, it was the, the guy with the prison of the eggs. He was eating the eggs. Wow, what the fuck is that movie called? You, you It's like one of your favorites. Like uh, the, the dude is like in the work prison... And uh, I, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't it's an old that. ass fucking movie too. Like <laughs> we literally watch it. And you're like, I fucking want to watch it with you, Eli. Shit. Oh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, it. I'll, I'll I'll try and remember it. Yeah, I don't know why I'm I'm terrible with like names of like people I know. Yeah. So if it's something I don't know that well or have just met, it's, it's just kind of a lost cause. It's a lost cause. But uh, <laughs> you guys probably are screaming at your phones the name of the fucking movie. Uh, I do apologize, but. 
in, in in that movie, there's I'm just gonna I'm just gonna muscle through this Do shit, it, man. <laughs> just fuck, ugh, Hulk it. Um, so in, in the movie, there's a there's scenes where they're working alongside the road, and they got the the guards with like the guns on the horseback, and every time cool they're cool hand Luke, yeah, cool hand Luke. That's the movie. See Mel, you are useful sometimes. <laughs> yeah, cool hand Luke. So the, so they got the guy, and then you know they call him boss. So the you know if you're you're working, you want to take a shirt off, you say take a shirt off now, boss, and he says all right, go ahead, take a shirt off, then you can take it off or drinking right, out water right. now boss you know that's right so so when, when these prisoners. kids are going through this it's essentially the same thing it's like taking a shit now boss take a shit yeah wipe my ass now boss i'll wipe it up yeah uh and it, it i know i'm making a joke but it's, it's it's exactly what they're going through yeah and they're writing in uh dr federici is writing all the rules and expectations on these pieces of paper that will become the only things allowed on your bedroom wall Yes. And it will be placed in the position where it's the first thing you see when you wake up. Yeah. So, so when Eli says this, this is what this is what yes. Eli went through. They took yes. everything out yes. of his room. No and toys. No, no, no toys books, and doors. No all rugs. That. You had you were they took blankets away yep, from you books, and stuff like that. Anything that wasn't predetermined. The bed frame, you had a mattress yes. on the floor. Luckily the thing that they didn't do, which is what they described in the video, is the parents sleeping. In the same room. Yeah, they them. locked you into your room. Yeah, with they, an they alarm. locked me in the room with the alarm so yeah. that <laughs> I couldn't get out without them knowing. But uh, yeah, in that video, when he says, like, that's mom's and dad's bed, essentially they had like a bunk bed system, you know, like the top bunk, and then like the one. So the parents are sleeping in the same room as the kid. So that's why they said it's yeah. mom, dad's room. And then when, uh, when, when like he Surge. was going through the room, uh, the, the doctor like ripped off surges, like, blankets and pillows and like threw it on the ground and then he like surged like ran over and like put it back on the bed and that's when he's like oh he likes it neat yeah and then they start talking about boxing at all that's talking about taking everything out of the room yeah. everything including like, clothes yeah just anything that makes you an individual yeah and i think there was one oh yeah so the, the general three foot rule which is what he was talking about it, it coincides a lot with strong sitting where oh. you have to be within like arms distance or a predetermined distance of like your caregiver right at all times which goes with the asking for permission and just sitting there staring at them so like if you're like your your caregiver is like in the kitchen cooking dinner or whatever you have to sit on the floor in a place where they can see you at all times and you so, have to So this isn't just them. like a 3-year-old where you would no. want a 3-year-old within no. <laughs> easy easy distance and seeing this includes teenagers Yeah no I was 16 yeah, I was 16 when they're still doing this shit <laughs> Uh, which is kind of embarrassing when your adopted brother brings his friends over and they don't know what's going on and just see you sitting on the floor having to ask permission for everything. It's embarrassing for you, but then yeah. your your adopted siblings probably you know super embarrassed themselves. Yeah, you know, they I have no don't sympathy for him. But yeah. yeah, I mean he's a, he's a <laughs> bit of a prick, but yeah. at least at least I can say that he can he can use the excuse of being a child. Because yeah. he wasn't an adult at the time. It still doesn't mean he's not a dick. Fuck you. <laughs> and yeah, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. If you're listening to the show, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you with all the all the love out of the tip of my dick. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So do you have a second clip? I do. I have a second clip. This one is uh, Federici talking about the children themselves. Uh, and just so you know, like he's talking to the parents into the camera with Serge in the room. Like Serge isn't actually there. Yeah. 
Uh, it's very dismissive of the child overall, unless, of course, you have to like be hyper-focused on them. Right. So it's dismissive, 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 hyper-focused when they're taking a shit. Dismissive, 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 dismissive. Oh, they're pulling their dick out to you know wash. Okay, I'm going to watch them do that. Yep. It's very weirdly sexual at times. Yeah. Even if it's like not like a sexual, like, 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 like it's going to a sexual place. Just the fact that it's not a child that you birthed into the world. It's a stranger in your house, and you're watching them do a lot of like really personal, Very personal shit. things. Yeah, and, and like take a shower. You will see in later episodes when we talk about some cases, there will be you know sexual oh, abuse yeah. with these children. Yes, it just it's humans. Inevitably, it goes to fucking. Yeah. So I'm just gonna play the second clip for you real quick. Serge had nothing. His slate was clean. He has no memories. He has a failure in his history. He has none. We have to create one. Let me tell you what, buddy, you're going to have so many demerits. You might be on level one until you're 18 years old. Critics may say that to control a child's every movement in time and space is taking away his identity. Well, we've established very clearly that he doesn't have an identity and he's an empty slate. And what we are providing is not a control, really, per se, but a management and a structural modification of his day-to-day, hour-to-hour routine so he does not deviate, and it may be dictated by the parents, but it has to be because left to his own devices, he's random and confused. God damn! I, I just, I, I, <laughs> that right just there, like, I probably should have. I probably should have played that clip first. <laughs> but that's like the perfect descriptor of what this is yeah. and how they view the children. Yeah. And then straight in the Evergreen model oh, was yeah, doing, right, that, right, doing that right at the beginning. They all do that. Yeah. They all say that they there's a flaw in their memory, a flaw in their history. They are a clean slate. They have nothing, no no identity, nothing. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because. My adopted parents were the same fucking way. <laughs> yeah. uh, they they got like a little packet on me when they adopted me, which I eventually got. I don't know. You've pretty much read it. It had jack all in there about me, other than like my birth certificate and maybe some un- some of the nurses some notes illegible from notes from like nurses in yeah. like Kentucky. But uh, yeah, and they, they since they had that packet and since they had uh, attachment therapy, they were uh, running under the assumption that that was all I was. So them having that information was them having more information about myself than I did. Yeah, and and, and it's the, and just it's crazy. Your adopted parents and other people who are indoctrinated into this system are basically told. Do not talk to the child yeah. about where they about came the from or anything and that the, happened the only, to the, them because well, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter, but at the same time, the reason why they're doing attachment therapy is because of the child's past. Yeah, they want to. Er- they think that they can erase it completely yeah, well, and then imprint It doesn't there. exist, but at the same time, it exists in their own ideology, and that's just impossible. Right, exactly. And then, and then like, the, like, the worst part about it is, is like, while they say, okay, this child has a clean site, there's no... There is, there's, there's no identity there. There's no nothing. At the same time, they're saying this child will be a psychopath because of where he came from. Yeah. And that is everything. And you have to hold him accountable for everything that happened to him in his past. Yeah. Before you can get that clean slate and then build upon it. Yeah. 
And they're telling them what to feel and what to say, like the one, yeah. yes. the one so-called therapist telling the child over and over again, "Tell me that you hate yes. your mother." Yeah, tell me that over you hate your mother. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Well, you'll see that with the, uh, the 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 clip we play at the end. Yeah, where he says it, and he's like, he wants the kid to swear, wants him to get angry, because like the, like a lot of it is like you have to yell it. So like, remember, I know like I confused you one time when you were like yelling at me, and I was just joking with him, like, "Say it with your chest, Mel. Say it with your chest," and he didn't know what that meant. Essentially, the therapists want the child to say everything when commanded to with their chest just be like big man grown man energy yelling at an adult because to them that shows that there's a psychopathy there right it's very crazy but uh hopefully those clips are kind of enough to give you a little bit of context into what we're going to be discussing yeah so let's just get right into what i got from my notes because i got quite a bit So, as you can tell, uh, attachment therapy is fucking batshit crazy. It is batshit crazy. intentionally made that way. Uh, it is by people who are essentially sucked into what I would call the extremist liberal ideology. You will find that attachment therapy cult centers, whatever you want to call them, are heavily associated with progressiveness, like progressives. Really? Oh, yes. And it's and when you look at what they're doing with, because again, like in the, in the part one, I, I associated this with like refrigerator moms right. and with uh, what's going on with like the, you know, trans identity shit yeah. now, crisis that we, we got going on now. And I like, uh, it, where it's literally it's like a medical the medical field which is you know heavily unregulated and highly ignored yeah uh, is running rampant doing horrific shit to children yeah. that they used to do to adults way back in like the 19th and early 20th century and it's it's just all about making money it's all about yes. like th- this this occult th- this therapy well yes a lot of the people in it believe that they're saving children it's ultimately a money like printing machine for them yeah. for the, the, ad- entire the adoptive industry. parents that put their oh, adopted yeah. children through this are paying a lot of money mm-hmm. for this and it's i think i have my, in my notes we'll get to it eventually but it's specifically designed to fail to keep recidivism right, alive so they right, keep right. going back and yes. spending more money yes and a lot of the time that parents will pull their children out of like this this therapy not because it's horrific to the children, but because they don't have enough fucking money to do it. Yeah. And then they pull the kid out of the therapy, they see like immediate changes and results in the kid. Yeah. And a lot of them say, okay, the therapy was a really bad idea. But others say, okay, while we couldn't complete the program, the program worked because the kid's now behaving all of a sudden better, better now. Yeah. yeah. And this happens over and over again. It does. With, with and and, it's, and it's been going on out. for like, I think well, this started like, what, the 70s? Yeah. It's been going on forever. Yeah. This comes out of, uh, what do they call it, rage therapy? Yeah, rage from, therapy, from the yes. They got a lot of therapists in oh, trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. And hurt a lot of people. Yes, yeah. and this therapy has gotten a lot of a lot of people into trouble, and it's hurt a lot it's of people. It's hurt a lot of people. And it's actually outlawed, to the best of my knowledge, in like most states. But Is it be- really? Yeah, but because it's got federal backing, or at least state backing from uh, the uh, uh, CPS, uh, yeah, like CPS, like, like yeah, like stuff. yeah, the stuff yeah. like that. It's it's really kind of like allowed to like grow this like underground infrastructure. Yeah. And that's the other thing that people need to remember is that a lot of the kids that are going through this. This is it's rec. It was at least recommended by yes. Child Protective Services. Oh yeah. 
people who a, would take foster of, kids or adopted kids, they yeah, would be told. A lot of the therapists who send this. children to these programs are state therapists. They're state therapists. And they absolutely love automatic diagnoses, which are diagnoses that you can give to a kid just for one factor. And the diagnosis for uh, attachment behaviors, uh, yeah, I think it's called attachment behavior. Reactive attachment. Yeah, well, reactive attachment and just attack, attachment disorders in general yeah. uh, is being adopted. Yes. Being adopted, being a foster child, experiencing any sort of childhood trauma. Yeah, it, just being that, in that foster right care there, at yeah, all. That right there automatically puts you down as a diagnosis for a reactive attachment yeah. disorder and, and attachment disorders diagnosis. in general. It's a permanent disorder, and that just streamlines you straight into attachment therapy. Yeah. And they put it on your permanent record, which does exist, record. and that yes. gets sent with with you wherever you go, no matter what state or country you yeah. happen to land in. And nobody explains any of this yeah. to the child. No one explains it to the child. And so you got the next schmuck in line who's got like probably like half a million cases, you know, to himself. He's, he's not going to pay attention to all the details of the, each specific kid. No. Just going to keep sending them down the funnel. And, you know, that's why bureaucracy and therapy does not mix. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of people a lot of money, but it hurts a lot of people. It does. Kids. And we're gonna we saw that with refrigerator moms. We yeah. saw that with That's electroshock right. therapy and lobotomies. Yes. And that we're gonna be seeing that in the next five to ten with uh, this trans with all the trans stuff. trans yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna see it. You're already kind of seeing it with like all those videos of like. Kids who were forced to transition by their parents are doing the detransitioning trend. Oh, the detransitioning yeah. stuff now, yeah. yeah. But what happened? You detransition, but you're still sterile. Yeah, you're still sterile. In a lot of you cases, still have anyway. a lot you're still of, sterile. You know, you're just hormonally imbalanced forever. Yeah. Uh, you you know, if you did the surgeries, you're fucked. You know, yeah. It's it's a lot of horrific shit. And it's just going to keep getting worse because once the trans trend stops being a thing and people stop giving a shit about it, there's going to be something else. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be something. I mean, I remember the childhood obesity being something along these lines where they had fat kids sending them to like fat camps and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's all the same shit. So uh, essentially, attachment therapy by its creators have like. Uh, People who are, are critics of attachment therapy have always called it brainwashing because it pretty much right. is that's brainwashing. Exactly that's exactly what it, what it is. But that's even supported by people like Foster Klein and Robert Zaslow, who actually. Uh, so I, I got this quote from them. <laughs> it's like a dialogue between them. It's got a joke in it. It's a little funny. It's a little fucking dark. But um, the whole idea about it being brainwashing is supported by just the two like biggest names in it. Because. Yeah. Uh, we got Foster Klein uh, talking with Robert Zaslow about ATP, and uh, he, he says to Zaslow, I know what you're doing to the kids. You're brainwashing them. And Zaslow then goes and says, Foster, these kids' need these kids' brains need to be washed. Yeah. It's a little dark joke, but that's that, that right there just kind of sums it up. They know what they're doing. They yeah. knew what it was. They didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dark. It is. So uh, uh, during the therapeutic parenting techniques, parents are encouraged to bond with the child th using multiple techniques. Uh, one of them is painful deep tissue massages. Yeah. Emphasis on painful. This yes, leaves bruises yes. on purpose. Yeah. You will bruise. I've had, I've bruised bones, not just skin, bones having this happen to me. Because you struggle and it going on, and then they just go deeper and deeper. So this is like um, knuckles. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. The so ribs. so it's like knuckling in the ribs, tickling, and even in some instances they encourage licking. Oh. Uh, and it's all in a, in a uh, effort to force a negative response from the child 
to encourage the forest holdings. So whenever the child be, uh, engages negatively with a bonding moment, you're supposed to put them in, in the holding therapy and the holding techniques. And the, and the holding technique is you put the kid's yeah. arm behind their back, yeah, you, you hold pin them, down, them with your legs. You put them in a chokehold. Yeah, you know, or you put you, the full, your full you, adult body yeah, weight When they them. scream, you cover their nose and mouth, and you, yeah. you, you just hush and you know whisper in the ear, mommy loves you, mommy loves you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah. you know, it's bizarre. It's fucking bizarre. It's really bizarre. It really is uh yeah so so the, the, they're encouraged to do the force holdings uh and, and even attending a eight uh oh yeah yeah attending and aiding in the bath in the child's bathroom time which we previously yeah. discussed i was trying to read that no i'm like that's <laughs> fucking not english but it is yeah it is english uh yeah so that, that that you know that's not just you know supervised bathroom times that's literally you know washing the child while they're in the tub or wiping their ass for them and this is at what ages all ages oh, in God. fact i think there were even some adults that were like yeah put into, like, they were into were this program adults, yeah oh yeah yeah so yeah you know which again that leads to a lot of sexual shit because you know yeah. you know monkey brain says this isn't my offspring so right. let's, let's get it on right and, <laughs> and, and some weird pedophiles out there yeah and while some of this took place in the home the family's home some yeah. of it took place at facilities uh, the vast majority of this took place at facilities, at, at facilities. It, it wasn't really until like the early 2000s that you started seeing like the home treatments really picking off yeah like, like taking up like like they, they had like the, the parenting techniques they'd give you but it wasn't really encouraged as heavily to be done at home yeah as it is now nowadays or when i was a kid going yeah. through this because before the, like the the most of the money they were making was getting people to come to and their so, facilities and, these were, and this wasn't just like an hour session no, sometimes no. these were multiple days not even that these kids were just left there for and, and weeks. these and they had i know the evergreen had a special room like in the basement ever evergreen had a whole dormitory underneath it in the okay. basement and i know the one room that didn't have a bathroom like, i don't i don't know how many of you out there have ever been to like a juvenile detention center I've been to one up in the Berkshire Mountains. It's called Berkshire Farms. Uh, they have a whole dormitory room for uh, dormitory where it's essentially a, a, a series of rooms that are really small. You got a bed, you got your heater, whatever. Yeah. And they lock you in it, and it's like it's like a cell essentially yeah. with like a w giant window in the door that you know is reinforced, so you can't bust through it. And they just watch you, and they got staff members patrolling up and down, making sure you're not doing. It. I think there was a couple rooms that had like double beds or whatever. Yeah. But generally, it's one kid a room. There was no bathroom in the room. There was nothing. It was just boom, the bed, and that was it. And yeah. maybe a window if you were lucky. And that's the same play. That's the same setup that they had that down there. I think. They said they could like accommodate like ten to fifteen children at once. Yeah, and that was it. That, that's and all. They, they had. And they would tell these parents kids would, coming yeah. in, and we parent, don't know yeah. when you're going to be able to go home or if. Yeah, because they they used to say it's dependent on you and how you react to the therapy and to and the they treatment. Wouldn't, but they but the kids are never told how they're quote yeah, supposed exactly. to react. Yeah, they're not they're not told how they're supposed to react. You're supposed to keep the kid in the dark because yes. it's supposed to keep them in constant heightened state of stress and fear. Yeah, which is the goal. It's not yes. like a. It's not a, uh, a side effect of this. That's their actual goal with these. That's kids. their goal because that allows them to manipulate the child even further. Yeah, and parents would just leave these kids at the facility with complete strangers. With so they, complete the, strangers and like people claiming that they're therapists and counselors or whatever. 
yeah. just leave them for weeks. And then sometimes it's days, sometimes it's weeks, sometimes it's months, sometimes it's forever because the kid fucking dies. That's right. Some of yeah. these children well, died uh, in these There's places. a couple cases. Well, I'll get into it in other episodes, but yeah. the kids died without their parents even being present. Yeah. And when a they child says go, they can't whoops. breathe, you know, a five-year-old well, says hey, they can't hey, breathe, hey, it, hey, they generally hey, mean we, that. We know that when, when anyone who's being put in a position of uncomfortable say they can't breathe, we all know they can really breathe. Yeah, the dark humor there, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they're they're in they're uh, they're supposed to attend and even aid in the child's bathroom time, uh, and watch them take BMs, take shits. It's really kinky shit. Yeah. Like when you, when you have a dark enough sense of humor about it. Um, adoptive parents are to inform and reinforce the child's existence within the family as temporary yes. and an at will basis, at which is moment, very at any moment you can go be, back to the funny yep. farm. Yeah, I know. I was essentially dropped off at Four Winds. It's a mental hospital in Saratoga for children. Well, for all ages, but they had a children's ward, and my adoptive parents would just leave me there multiple times for literally no reason, just because they didn't want me around for like a week. And so that that's fun. Yeah. But it's all about you know reinforcing that you're not family. You're a guest. And you have to earn your way into being a part of the family. Right. And that's the thing that they used to say all the time to me. is like, you have to earn your way into the family. You have to prove you want to be in the family. Yeah. And that's just an impossible task sometimes. Yeah. Especially when they're really dicks is. doing this shit to you. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And this is exactly the opposite of any normal uh, way that that people are told to treat an adopted yeah. child because most most families that adopt kids want those children and they want to be well, able to bond with them in a healthy yeah. way. This is the opposite. This of that. is the opposite, but it's more common that you'll find uh, like from what I've been able to find of, as far as research, I've been able to get specific stacks uh, stats. But when it comes to people who are critical of this therapy, yeah, they say it's it's more common to find an adopted house or a foster house that's that's got attachment and therapy in it than not. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's it's that widespread and that like you know common of a yeah. thing. And it, within and it the goes industry. under all kinds of different it, names. And any any counselor names. or therapist that says they yes. practice this, you can't know what they're no. doing. And not every facility is associated with the original with uh, everyone with Evergreen. Yeah. Which is the hard thing. And they go by different names. Like in New York alone, you got attachment therapy, you got attachment based therapy. Right. You got uh attachment disorder functions. You got it's a bunch of different weird names. Essentially it's it's kinda like someone, you know, playing ad libs with a who happens to have like a, like a degree sometimes right and the other thing is you don't know what certification any of yeah. these people yeah. have. and a lot of them their only certi- uh, certification is in attachment therapy they're not yeah. they're not they don't even have like a license they don't have the a state. phd they don't and have you, a license well, you don't have to have a phd and you don't even have to have a license in most states to be a counselor and work right. in these kinds of facilities yeah so you don't know what kind as, of training as, yeah, they as, long as, at all. as long as there's one person one licensed individual at a facility Anyone can work beneath them, to the best of my knowledge and understanding of the law. Yeah. And that's a lot different than, like, working with adults. So with adults, you have to, like, for the most part, I think everyone has to either be licensed or has six months to get a license. Whereas well, when it comes to children in certain, in certain <laughs> well, when it no, comes no, it, it, it depends on, on where you are and yeah. what you're looking for and also how poor you are. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I've been through that <laughs> myself, where they wanted to, they wanted me to be seen by someone who was a like a master's candidate. So they were Jesus. just, yeah. So they were essentially in graduate school, and they wanted uh, 
me to see well them. i mean i, I so I, yeah. I guess i'll i'll uh, i'll i'll put a band-aid on what i just said <laughs> depends on who you are depends on who you are and, and who how much you money know you have. yes <laughs> like so um, many other things in life it, it does yeah but the, even that that's news to me because i was under the oh, impression yeah. that like when it comes to like children it's a pretty much a free-for-all yeah, no, I was an adult, yeah. and they. they oh, it's still, yeah. still the same. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Even as an adult, you don't get the protections. Well, what the fuck do you pay taxes for, anyways? <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they're meant to reinforce the child's uh, temporariness within the family, and they do this a lot through threatening to send the child away, either back to the adoption agency, which took me ten years to figure out that that's not a fucking thing. Oh once, my goodness! Once you adopt a child, you can't just send no them back. refund, no back. No, no, no. So essentially, what happened? to me is like i put in you know you know juvenile detention center yeah uh, wasn't exactly not necessarily earned by me but i'm just gonna say i was nudged in that general direction <laughs> you know by people who didn't like me yeah uh but yeah so you uh, they were threatening to send the back to the agency uh or back to the foster care system which is a thing even if you're adopted you could always go back into the foster care system Oh, okay, so that threat does so actually that, that have threat does have way, some uh, way to it. And you can be put in the foster care system any age under eighteen. Yeah, you can be like one month away, and boom, you're you're in the foster care. Yeah, uh, mental hospitals, uh, respite homes, you know, therapeutic respite homes too. Uh, oh, a lot goodness. of them also specialize in this. Oh yeah, therapeutic. Oh, yeah. And kids have res- died yes. in those too. Yep. Typically, most of the children who die under attachment therapy aren't being murdered by the parents per se but it's more like being murdered by the, the therapists at these facilities either in the presence of the parents or the presence of another adult right very rarely does is this like a, a mom in the in her kitchen strangling the child oh but that does happen that case in texas was they were the little boy was in no spoilers (laughs) shut shut your fucking mouth yeah yeah, there are a lot of horrific instances of it happening but it's not as common uh but that that really comes down to more of like a parental instincts kicking in before you kill the child yeah because you're still kind of somehow connected to them whereas the the uh the the therapist see you as a paycheck and that's it (laughs) Yeah. So they're much more likely to kill you because they don't give a shit about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So then you got that in the ju- juvenile detention programs and you know all sorts of crazy places. The funny farm was was a, was my my favorite threat. <laughs> Send you to the funny farm, <laughs> which is not a real thing. There is no farm that's funny because I worked on farms. They are not funny. Yeah. I, I Unless a guy that. like loses an arm and like a mulcher, then it's pretty <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, so if the child still persi- uh, persists in resisting uh, the family, joining the family dyna- da- dynamic, uh, following the family rules, or they're resisting the, uh, the therapy itself, then you are meant to isolate the child from others until they quote unquote show what they want, show that they want to be part of the family. And this is done in many ways. Uh, If you're at the facility, if your child at the facility, they will just pick you up, throw you in the in like the room cell, whatever you want to consider it, lock you away in there, and then you just get no human contact for X amount of time. Yes. Uh, If it's at home, it's usually there's a portion of the house that you're assigned to that you're supposed to go there. It could be the basement, it could be attic, it could be bedroom. Uh, just wherever the, it's a designated like punishment room. Right. I was locked away in my room quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I was a little bit of a asshole, a little bit of rebel, rebel below the waist, right? <laughs> oh yes, fucking everything, guys, <laughs> fucking everything. 
even in my own mind. All right, so, uh, uh, and if this successfully quiets the child, isolating them, you're supposed to keep them isolated for hours after they're quiet. So it's not just like once they quiet down, you pull it out. Once you know that they're that it's effective, you just keep them in there. You keep them in that state of isolation, hours, days, and essentially allowing you to approach them from a position of power. Because it's always, like the whole attachment therapy thing teaches it's a, it's a power struggle between the, uh, the parent and the child. Yeah. And the parent has to always be in charge always has to be in control and assert dominance which is just sad it's just really sad yeah i know i'm gonna assert dominance over a four-year-old oh yeah and it just shows like like a lot of like yeah a lot of insecurities a lot of insecure fathers a lot of insecure males in this adopted father one of them he was very insecure about my power and control and my (laughs) hypnotodize on his (laughs) wife yeah he was very very sensitive about me looking at my adopted mother talking to my adopted very insecure weirdly insecure he's a fucking loser yeah uh, i saw a picture of him recently he looks like death and i'm i can't i can't wait i can't wait man uh it's gonna be great it's like haha i got the power now because you're dead and i'm living fuck you bitches <laughs> you, you thought you're gonna outlive me fuck you i mean it's kind of true though i stopped doing drugs <laughs> i guess still got them lodged in my nose there a little bit sometimes yeah uh, yeah so it's, it's all about approaching the the child in the, from a position of power where you inform them that quote unquote you are glad they are showing they want to be in the family however they must now earn the opportunity to being allowed back in the family yeah which just never works and it's meant to keep the child in a constant state of heightened anger, fear, and anxiety. And essentially, it runs on the idea that all bonds were trauma bonds. So yes, it's about trauma right. bonding with the trauma child. Trauma bonds with yes. the child. Yeah. And a lot of what they're doing with the kids is what in psychology they call learned helplessness. Yes. Where it doesn't matter what they do or don't do, they can't stop the pain and they can't make good things happen. Nothing they do affects anything in their lives. And it's a way of mentally breaking down. And Any you can do that with animals too. Oh man! But you can you, you, yeah, they call it like Labrador can, like training, right? Is that what that? Yeah, is yeah. that what those? Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure so it did. You know, it, it will break down your spirit as a as a person. So then, even if you're given an opportunity, you're told this actually will affect your environment. They don't do anything because now, they. Is this something that, that you learned in school? It's something that I both learned in school and something that I've, I've just ex- experienced in my yeah. own life. See, I, I'm just pure experience yeah. here. You're, <laughs> I know. You're, you're the one with the degrees over there. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing, although I have sat in several hundred thousand Your life hours experience colleges. is worth way more than my degree. Yeah, well, tell them that when I try to you know, say, hey, I got all the experience. I should get a degree so I can get the job and say, fuck you, pay me $70,000. Hey, man, I got the degrees and can't get the jobs. Are you kidding yeah, me? It's, it's like, I, I bought your textbooks there's used learned, off learned of eBay for like 25 bucks. <laughs> I read all the textbooks. I got them for cheap. I have all the information. I know how to apply it. Yet, for some reason, I got to pay you Fifty thousand well, dollars just you to have get a, a piece PhD of paper in the, from the school of hard knocks. So you're, you're I got golden. a PhD in the school of just Dr. nothing. Doctor motherfucker. Doctor motherfucker. <laughs> yes, that's who I am. Doctor motherfucker. I fuck your mother and then I you know, I cure her. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Was a dumb joke. I have no idea where I was going. I with think that. you are the cure. I am the cure. That's what no. That's what they call my penis. It's the cure. Uh, so yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a little dark. It's it's, it's all trauma bonding. Yeah, it's uh what you'll find a lot in POWs and yes. people held against their will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, foster cl- so. I don't even know how to segue. See, my notes fucking suck because it, it just runs the gambit of weird shit. So my next note is uh, Foster Klein's uh, privately published book, 
Hope for High Risk and Rage-Filled Children, also cites family therapist and hypnotherapist Milton Erickson. Do you know anything about Milton Erickson? Do you know anything about hypnotherapy? Um, a little tiny bit, but I it's what, not what, something I've ever know? studied. What you, what you know about? Well, it, people are already very uh, vulnerable to suggestion, and and uh, anything that's hypnosis makes them even more vulnerable. So yeah. they may per, they may think they're recalling things like the whole uh, you know lost memory, mm-hmm. you know, recovered memory. That's what it is. Yeah, recovered memory. That, and which they're not is actually remember. It, it's not re- remembering, remembering anything. anything. And it was very popular during the yes. satanic panic. Yes, it was. Especially at its site. That's how they got a lot of cases, a lot of people. Yes. I think that recently I read an article. There was a family in Texas. Uh, the parents were accused of crimes. They went to jail. And they just recently, I think, like either last year or even sooner, That's recently got right. released. I think they ran a daycare. Yeah. And they, there were all these yeah, accusations. Like daycare, yeah. Destroyed their lives and they were vindicated. Yeah. And they eventually but, were vindicated like 20 yeah. something years later. Yeah. Well, yeah. well actually, that, actually it's been like 30. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it was the 90s. So it's been like 30 years. Yes. And they were let out of prison and pat on the head. And I think one of them was able to sue for a sizable uh, settlement. Yeah, I I read the article very quickly. Uh, I can't remember the couple's names, but look into it. It's very interesting. It's it's always nice to see people get vindicated of the shit they didn't do, but it also makes you question, did they do something? Not the thing they got arrested for, but did they do something that would make children think that they did what they were arrested for? So, <laughs> I, so while, that's always going to yeah, follow yeah, any so, of these. So people. while they, they get vindicated of one thing, they still have that stigma of were they doing I, something? I remember some of the kids' accusations from the beginning. Yeah, were, we're just off the wall, off absolutely the wall. off the wall. Yeah, but that's what happens when you give crazy conservatives, you know, a little bit of power. <laughs> mm. Hot cocoa. <laughs> you know, nor- normally I, I have it in my uh, as above, so below mug that yes. Mel got me for Christmas. And by this point, it'd be frozen solid. But I'm, I'm using your thermos, and that shit still burnt my tongue. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you actually heard me take the sip. It's like, oh fuck. Yes, <laughs> because it's very cold. In yeah, my here. my tongue is numb. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, in his book, he uh, he reprints a case. So it's not even like he's like studying the case and wrote about it. He literally yeah. just reprints it because that's how lazy of a motherfucker Foster Klein is. And uh, about uh, Erickson's case is proof of his ther of his own theory in attachment therapy. And essentially, in the report, it describes the case of a divorced mother with a non-compliant son. Now, this is an adopted son. This is just yeah. a non-compliant son. Erickson advised the mother to sit on the child for hours at a time and to feed him only on cold oatmeal while she and a daughter ate appetizing food, which I had to know for that back when it was about isolating the child and making them understand the family dynamic. A lot of that is food. You feed the child a less appetizing meal and you make them watch the rest of the family eat something more appetizing. So while they had burgers and like steaks and like ribs, I was eating rice that I had to soak in a dog bowl yeah. to get it soft because I wasn't allowed to cook it because fire meant danger. Yeah. Well, even a mi- you weren't even allowed to use the microwave, right? Yeah, no, I couldn't use the microwave. And even yeah. if I could use the microwave, I wouldn't want it because it was a metal dog bowl, so I literally couldn't. Yeah. And that was my only bowl. And when I say dog bowl, it's not a bowl that like our dogs ate out of and then I had it. They literally just bought a dog bowl for cheap because it was cheaper than getting a real bowl. And they yeah. gave me like plastic dry, silverware to go with it. dry rice to Yeah, eat. dry rice and pasta. And they're like, okay, eat this. A lot of the times I also got peanut butter sandwiches. Those, those were the good those days. Those were the good days. 
Yeah. And this isn't just something weird that mm. your family did. Yeah, no, there this are, is there classic, are thousands of yes. kids that have, that have gone that through, this go through this silently. And there's actually a thing, like, I can't, I, I don't know what its actual name is, because when I look up peanut butter sandwich therapy, yeah. I get jack shit. But it's it's class, It's called peanut butter you it know, is. sandwich I've therapy. It is. I've seen that myself. And I, I don't know what it fuck it's called, because I, I can't know find what, it on Google. And I don't know what psychopath came up with the yeah, sandwiches, but, and they're like, well, let's take the jelly it, out. It's, it's what, we won't even yeah, give them no, peanut butter, but and like, just peanut butter. You, you may not understand what it is. You're like, oh, peanut butter sandwich doesn't sound so bad. It's like what they used to do with prisoners back, like you know, in the Civil War era, where they would just feed them nothing but potatoes because it's cheap. It fills the belly, but it doesn't give them any nutrition. Yeah. But it keeps them looking like they're healthy. Keeps and them so alive. It keeps them alive. Keeps them looking healthy, but they're not actually getting any nutrition. And so what it does is like your body is sending signals to your brain that you're going and that you're starving. starving. Your brain's like, no, it's not because I can feel the belly's full of shit. And it, that dichotomy, dichotomy in your subconscious can tend to send you over the edge. Yeah. Peanut butter sandwich therapy is the same premise. It's about keeping them at a heightened state of awareness and anxiety, both mentally and physically. And there was also uh, your theory about how when you, you keep someone locked in, in starvation mode, it makes them uh, hyper- attracted to things that are like high fat or high yes, sugar it does. so then these therapists and parents manipulate yep. these kids with, with, with sugar. sugar yeah literally with sugar and what they consider a rottweiler and labrador training yeah. which we will get to at that point so back to the erickson uh case so uh so he he told the mother sit on the kid for a while eat healthier more appetizing meals in front of him while you give him jack shit and uh, essentially, the child did eventually increase in compliance. And Erickson noted with his approval that he trembled when his mother looked at him. Oh, my God. Which, Why would you want to do that to a child? But the context, I think this is like the 50s or the 60s yeah. when, when this case happened. But, yeah, it's kind of weird that he's like, yeah, of course. The, the, you know, surprise, surprise. You're starving the kid. You're mistreating him. Of course, he's going to be more compliant because he wants to eat what the fuck you're eating. Yeah, it's, it's psychology 101. Yeah. So you break down a child yeah, you break as down like they're the a child. prisoner yeah, of exactly. war, and that's considered a success. It's, it's a success, especially when they're trembling at the sight of their mother. Yeah. Problem is, not every kid's like that. Like right. me, I was a little fucking hard-headed. But that was because you take children and go from horrific shit... And they put them into this program. They've already experienced horrific shit. So this isn't nearly as bad as what came before. So they can justify saying, okay, this is better than where I was. Right. But it's still not good. It's not good for them. And a lot of those kids are in survival mode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was in survival mode before I got adopted. Yes. So that's why I I was very resistant to this. And there's a lot of kids out there that were like very resistant because – you get you get weak, let them in, you die. Yeah, and and all these kids that were coming out of out of horrific family abuse or out of the foster care system have PTSD. Mm-hmm. PTSD is one of the symptoms for uh, attachment. That's disorders. right. You have PTSD while well, you have oh, reactive yeah. attachment. Now oh, you have permission yeah. to abuse you further. Indeed, give you more PTSD. Yes. Really fuck with you. So parents are encouraged to intentionally, uh, yeah. So intentionally, I said, uh, but not, not physically, family, but socially. Uh, I know that's really weird. I'm kind of reading because I'm I've already gone over a lot of this already yeah, just now. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's about showing the child that they are not the same as the others, isolating them physically and socially. 
It's shown through a forcing the adopted child to not only do their chores, but the chores of the other children. So for me, my adopted brother and I, we had chores, you know, weekly chores. You know, I had to clean the downstairs bathroom, you had to clean the upstairs bathroom, then we'd swap because they were, you know, different sizes in the next week. And eventually he just stopped doing his chores and I was just doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the time, uh, it is best if the adopted child sees the biological children playing or enjoying themselves, especially with their caregivers, while the child's doing the chores. That I just... That is so cool. A lot of, I missed a lot of family movie nights, a lot of them having to clean bathrooms. And you know what's weird? Like, we're in the same house, and they had a, like, climate control house because they were rich. And I didn't even know what the fuck that is. I still don't even know what the fuck that is. But all I know is, that, like, watching them in the living room and watching a movie, that seemed warm. I was in, like, the kitchen, like, the next room over. Big, wide open space, too. There's, like, no walls between. Felt oddly colder. <laughs> Oh, and they climate controlled like a whole house, man. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, our apartment is climate controlled. Is it? Yeah, I've turned the heat down to 55. Oh, yeah, that, that, that sounds like climate control. <laughs> we're we at just, the point we where just it's paid like, the bill. We're, we're heating like, yeah. or we're eating. We're heating or we're eating. This month we decided to heat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, another way to show the differentiation is through food, like I've already established. Not only are parents encouraged to punish the child by restricting food intake, uh, everything is uh, one meal a day to no meals at all. Yeah. Uh, I've I've gone without meals, you know, many times. I've had one meal a day, which is kind of weird because I'm still at the point where I just normally have one meal a day. I I, I recognize I, I, that. I know you've, you've noticed I, that, and you've we tried to get me to, to eat more, but we I'm like I can't. To work through that, but I, I physically like I physically yeah. can't. Like sometimes I don't even get hungry until like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, when, and when I'll be we, up all day and all night too. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, when we first started working together, you would get. I remember you would come to work with nothing. Mm-hmm. You had, yeah. didn't had breakfast. You would do the entire day, work day, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't eat. And you would go home to your apartment, and you would have like one meal. Yeah, and then you'd probably be up all night, but you'd have one meal in all that time. That's probably why I'm fat as fuck. <laughs> and like I know, like my one meal these days have gotten a little bit bigger than it used to be. But before it used to be just like a sandwich, or just make yeah. a quick sandwich, and that was it. Nowadays, it's like I'll throw like a whole bag of like frozen nuggets in the. Uh, and we don't do a lot of frozen nuggets now. I, I feel you better than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I'm just saying, you know, fuck the greens, fuck the poop lettuce. Hey, I man. want my nuggies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's all through uh, you know controlling the food intake, controlling what they eat, how they eat, when they eat, whatever factors go into eating, and they have to ask for permission. So a lot a lot of the times you can take that a step further and say, okay, you have to ask for permission to sit at the table, then ask for permission to get your food, ask for permission to bite. Sometimes it's each individual bite. Sometimes Is that, you have, did you go through that? Sometimes, depending on you know if I was being a, a prick or not earlier that day. Sometimes you'd have to get permission to stop chewing to you know take a drink. It's all about controlling. So the the more the finer control you have over the child, the more dominance you can assert onto them. Oh, and it's goodness. supposed to be therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, and they're also encouraged to feed the child. Uh, oh yeah, you know, the, the last you know, so they're they're physically feeding the child. I never got the Choo Choo Train Express because they, oh, they they were too much of a pricks to do that. I never got the Choo Choo Train Express as a sixteen year old man. Yeah, um, you know, I was technically a five year old man, but hey, yes. as a sixteen year old guy, I never really had the Choo Choo Express. But I have heard of 
cases where they did the choo-choo express, sometimes by tying the child to a bed, forcing a tube down the throat, and force-feeding them like a mash. Yes. Which I think there was that one case in Texas that you alluded to that had some similar element to that. Maybe, uh, that, that one, I don't know. Maybe but it was there a was, different one. There was one there where was they were like force-feeding. in the basement, yeah, yeah, and, she, yeah and she died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go into that case, yeah. though. A lot of girls dying. Well, one yeah, well, no, of the other one in, in Texas oh, yeah. was a little boy. Yeah, I mean, like you, you'll have cases where it's like a one-off, or you'll have like twelve kids in like the same case. Yeah, that's right. It's really weird. Yeah. But anyway, so it's about feeding them less appetizing meals uh, while the family gets more appetizing meals. Uh, given their, it sometimes it takes the form of giving the child their own meal time prior to the family. So like some, I didn't even eat with the family half the time. Yeah, it was like threw me my sandwich and then locked me in my room while they ate. Yeah. And then I was just up there for the rest of the night, and that was my evening at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so the, the, oftentimes, you make the child eat in isolation. Oh. Which which is a big, big thing, you know, because yeah. it's further to separate them from being a part of the family. That way, it makes them want to be a part of the family. Except they're not really told how they no, can do that. No, no, Because <laughs> there is no way to win. No. No and uh, the child is perfectly is uh, preferably physically isolated in an area where they can hear what is going on, but not allowed to witness it. Oh so God. sometimes they That's could be in the next torture. room. Yeah, usually That's it's in the next torture. room. For me, I was from my room through the vents. I could hear whatever noises were going on throughout the entire house, which is really weird because a lot of times I would try to spy on the family, and then I'd hear them fucking without intentionally wanting to hear them fucking. Oh. It's Gross. The, I'm traumatized. <laughs> traumatized. <laughs> I don't think they realized that you could like <laughs> listen in on every part of the house because a lot of the time they'll be talking mad shit about me in the kitchen and I'll be like whispering to myself, "Are oh, you fucking bitch? You fucking cunt? Saying shit about me?" <laughs> they don't know what I know about them. Though. <laughs> they don't. Uh, so caregivers are encouraged to make any family time with the biological children as fun and as loud as possible. So especially if like oh like like sometimes you'd ask the, the adopted child, uh, hey, you know, what's the thing that you always wanted to do, or what's what's something you haven't ever done before, and then they tell you, and then like in the moment you think like you're gonna bond with the with the, with the adult, you tell them, and then that's the exact next thing they do with the, like the biological kids. Oh my <laughs> goodness, I haven't heard that. Oh yeah. Oh, like, I, I remember I, they asked me one time, I was like, what's a movie you've never seen that you always want to see? I, just, and, uh, I, th- I think it was like a Mask 2. And then the next family movie night was Mask 2. Without you? Without me. Oh, my goodness. Mm. But they were, they made sure I was aware that they were watching it. Yeah. Which, honestly, it's a weird movie, but, you know, I was, I was poor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Mask is an entertaining movie when it's the only one you have. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and often, it, yeah, so it's the things that the adopt child expresses that wish they could do themselves. So all of this is designed to irritate the child and forcing an expression of their repressed anger. Repressed is in quotations. Because yeah. the anger they're expressing at that moment isn't from what you're doing. It's something that happened to them in their childhood, right. which makes no fucking sense. Because no. you're pissing the child off to get them to be angry but there's this disconnect from the correlation of what you're doing and the causation of what they're doing yeah a lot of that comes out of the rage therapy where they think that human emotions that we have we're containers for emotions Mm -hmm. and it just fills up and it will just stay there so something that happened to you when you're two years old if you didn't get that out, it's still in there yeah they used to talk about bottling it up and I'm like I don't know what the fuck bottling it up (laughs) up means 
Because, like, sometimes like, I'd be angry, but, like, for me, like, it's, like, the constant anger, it was always being refreshed. So, I was never yeah. angry the next day about what happened the day before because I, I always had something new, new. to be fucking angry yeah. about. <laughs> I was just a very angry kid. Yeah. Very angry. Very, very. And they used to say all the time, Eli, you're so angry. Why are you so angry? <laughs> As they're feeding you <laughs> yeah. dry rice they're, they're, in the dog bowl. They're feeding me dry rice in the dog bowl and, like, sitting on my chest. And I'm like, gee, I don't know why I'm angry. <laughs> Mom, I don't know why the fuck I have it. I have got no reason to be angry no no master no i ain't no angry master no yeah i know that that went to a dark 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 place but it's, it's pretty much the same relationship if you want yeah. if, if you really want to think about it it's the same relationship yeah there is a correlation between the two yeah uh, i actually i, I kind of want to look into the backgrounds of some of these guys and see if they had like ancestors who owned slaves oh my you know God. just be like like my ancestors started this program way back in the antebellum south and now here i am taking it to know. you yankees teaching your children how to be proper proper decent living folk L- listening to the uh, the clips that we have from those two different men, I mean the one we haven't played yet. With we luckily yeah. remember to play it at the end, but they sound like they have anger issues. They sound they very really angry and do. very There's insecure. So, there are people that they're really angry yes. about. Yeah, they might have had. had I think some they issues. had some issues yes. growing up. Uh, so it, it is believed to aid in the effectiveness of the holding therapy for them to be angry. Yeah. Uh, which what proponents? Don't you hate it when like you drink cocoa, but like it gums up your lips when it's like drying <laughs> on your lips? Because that's just what happened right there. It's very, it's oddly thick for just being water and cocoa powder. Uh, so uh, it, it, uh, them being angry aids in the effectiveness of the holding therapy, which proponents of ATP believe induces age regression, enabling the child to make up for the physical affection that they missed earlier in life. Because right. one of the age big, ten, yeah, one of the I biggest. About that. that that's the biggest. That's the whole yeah. point is yeah. you get them so pissed off, you revert them mentally to a like a previous time. Place infant, yeah. infant where you can then rebuild them up, which is where yes. the brainwashing comes in the P, yeah, in the way that fits the fi- family better rather than trying to uh, adapt the, a little bit of some of the mechanics of the family life to, to incorporate, to incorporate a new, a, human a, yeah, new has his own history and personality and yeah. individual because it's, it's like a lot of like adopted kids who come from horrific backgrounds, they're not asking you to like change like all your family values. Like, if you're a Christian family, they're not saying, okay, you're not allowed to go to church because I don't go to church. But it's like, you know, don't be a dick to the kid. Right, exactly. Can you uh, at least do Which is that? weird because oddly enough, a lot of like actual professionals say that the best way to like help children through these issues is love. Really? How shocking. I know, right? You know, shocking. The kids that they want a home, they want to belong you know to you a know family. It's really fucking weird. I, I, know, I know I said that the, 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 these attachment therapy groups are heavily associated with like progressives and yeah. like liberals. Uh, it, they're all hippies. It's hippies who used to say... Peace, love, man. Peace, love. Love cures all. Now they're like, fucking love does nothing. Yeah. This is what happens when you allow the hippies to get a job and it enter society and they have to become productive <laughs> members. So then they become jaded and they say, fuck love. Love did nothing. We all failed. Love sucked. Fuck this shit. So abuse children. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, honestly, blame the conservatives for the reason why we have liberals today. <laughs> jaded fucking people, man. And actually, I thought I was a bit jaded. <laughs> like a, like one of those old you know, New York City Irish cops just waiting for their, you know, they got one week into pension, and they're just like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. That lady's getting raped, I don't give a fuck. I just, I, no, I'm off on my shift, I don't give a fuck. Let someone else deal with that. <laughs> That's where I, I thought I was that bad, Jesus. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, the regression is key to the holding therapy approach. Yeah. However, it's not the only approach, and I think I'll cover one of the other approaches in this point. So an ATP, <sighs> gotta catch your breath. It's a lot of talking, <laughs> just nonstop. Uh, in in ATP, breaking down the child's resistance using confrontational techniques is thought to in- reduce the child to infantile state. Which, yeah. of course, is, you know we've been saying that how many times? Yeah. It's a lot of repetitive shit. I suck at taking notes. You're uh, thus, making the child receptive of forming attachment by the application of early parenting behaviors, such as bottle fe- feeding, cradling, rocking, and making eye contact. Which brings us to the rebirthing techniques in, uh, to aid in regression, which is another form of this shit, which is the whole point of this part two is to talk about this and some other shit. We're just talking <laughs> about a lot of shit, folks. Yeah. A lot of shit. Bring your shovels. So uh, the roots of the rebirthing technique used within ATP lie in primal therapy or primal yes. scream therapy. That's right. Why don't you tell them Rage about that, therapy. Mel? <laughs> What's primal scream I don't therapy? Know. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's very similar, except they would do it with adults where they would have a, you know, a therapist, some of whom were licensed, some of whom weren't. And they do the same thing that we've been talking about where they're going they're they like deliberately antagonize yeah. an adult screaming at them saying horrible things to them cutting down their self-esteem a lot of it reminds me of what ted kaczynski went through yeah, when he was yeah. a very young this, man well an older teenager I, I know you're not gonna like this i know I, I, i'm but, gonna say that uh i know mk ultra yeah is a part of this a lot of the techniques that you'll find in a lot of AK, mk ultra uh documents right around the same time this shit's happening it's like literally it overlaps and it does make that sense that makes sense they're, because they're essentially trying to figure the, out yeah, how to break yeah, down yeah break down someone's psych, psych uh break down their psyche yes. and create a new individual within yes. another individual and hide it within them that you can bring yeah. it out to them later this is like doing the same thing except for bringing it out and keeping it out rather than holding it in and yeah. letting in you know a keyword or whatever trigger you to swap to your other personality yeah so so the uh you know the rage therapy stuff was you know it was torture so sometimes it would go on for hours sometimes it would go on for days these were adults yes but still there were therapists who were uh who lost their licenses there were some there, i mm-hmm. believe the one guy went to prison it's 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 abusive. It's very yeah. abusive, and it crosses a lot of lines that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they have the primal therapy, primal scream therapy. The only primal thing I need in my life is my primal concrete sledge. What? It's a Pantera reference. <laughs> it's one of their songs. It's a great okay. song. You fucking nerd. You're over no, here. No, I was like, Pantera was something that that uh, kids. Well, not kids. People a little bit younger than me. What I mean, a little bit younger. <laughs> No, well, it just like, sounds like you were a nerd you, who didn't when, like no, good no, music. When you know, when you're when you're a kid, like when you're a teenager, and there's people like two or three years above you, or two or three years yeah. below you, it's like I can't get into their music. So, are you <laughs> telling me that you're when it comes to Metallica versus Pantera, you're more Metallica than you are Pantera? I wasn't into any of that stuff when I was growing what up. What the fuck were you listening to? The Bee Gees? <laughs> oh my god! No, no that was Stand when I was a little kid, man. I was I was so into disco when I was like nine. You look like you're into disco. <laughs> Bell bottoms, rollerblades. Sorry, roller skates. Oh, at the time it was roller yeah, skates. It was yes. roller skates. Yes, <laughs> I'm from the '90s, so anything with the wheels attached to your feet are either heelys or rollerblades. <laughs> 
But yes, uh, all right. So let's get back to the primal concrete sludge, right? Yeah. So, uh, so they had the primal screen therapy, which is the belief that neurosis is caused by the repressed pain of childhood trauma. Primal screen therapy is also a proponent of the transformational nature of age regression. So even in adults with primal therapy, it's about regressing them to a previous state or whatever. Yeah. Uh, rebirthing techniques involve wrapping the child in a heavy blanket piling pillows cushions on the child and having several adults lay on top of the child to recreate the conditions of a womb the child is then encouraged to quote-unquote birth themselves from the room womb which is just the scariest fucking thing you can yeah, imagine and there were kids who died during this oh, yeah. process yes there's a very famous case we'll be covering uh, maybe its own episode in, in and of itself yeah where the little girl did die yeah, you have adults laying on top of a child on top of their rib cage. Yeah, they can't. Breathe. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's like you could you could like honestly you could do the birthing techniques in a much better way with just throwing a blanket over them and then just saying okay. I get mean, hippies out. hippies used to do that kind of thing, and yeah. there's actually if anyone has watched Absolutely Fabulous, <laughs> that's why I said the hippies are <laughs> the ones that did this shit. They they had a comedic uh, yes, they well, had a comedic rebirthing, but so you know, but they're not doing it with. You know, no, four hundred pounds but of pressure. It, on it's a all about relativity because, yeah. like, you know, apparently the womb is very constricting and the baby can't move. So you want to have an older human that's not like an unborn child. So you got to put more weight on them to you know bring it about to a comparable amount of pressure. And, and, and the kids don't even realistic. understand what's going. And on. It's just not realistic. And yeah. no, the kids don't. And honestly, a lot of the times, kids will like start pissing and shit themselves and like. Yeah convulsing yeah it's really scary but while the child struggles caregivers and therapists are encouraged to fight the child painfully pushing and prodding them and screaming at them yes so while the struggling child attempts to birth themselves the adults yell insults at them and taunt them for failing to be birthed and then i start saying like you're gonna die you're gonna die kill yourself kill yourself die this is how you quit they're they're literally doing yeah that's literally how they did and um i saw one video that looked like the dude was like throwing haymakers into the child man it was scary some of these videos i just i can't watch yeah it just looked like he was throwing elbows like up on the top uh top turnbuckle just dropping elbows man yeah fucking Randy Savage up in that bitch is beating the shit out of the kid trying to birth themselves. And that would go on until that child either died or birthed themselves. Yep. And I guess that's one way to weed out the weak, huh? It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. It, it, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. It's, like, it's just weeding out weak uh, blood. Uh, yeah, the mindset uh, of these yes. people. Uh, if the child resists the birthing process, then it is indicative of them not wanting to be in the family or alive. It means that they're suicidal, and that's a whole nother thing you get to treat them for and make money off of them. So this is out of the literature, out of, of yes. for the so-called therapy. Yep. The, oh my god! Wait, but you, you think I would just make this shit up? Now? <laughs> no, I, that's really more an expression of my incredulity. Mel, stop, stop being the the brainwashed liberal you were in college. Okay, <laughs> where where you're so I used naive, to be a brainwashed you're liberal, very okay. naive about everything, and like this would never happen. The Nazis never put the Jews in the concentration camps. No, that that didn't happen. They would never do that. That's essentially what you're doing. Are you a Holocaust denier, Mel? Just we got to put it on the record. Are you a Holocaust denier? <laughs> of course not. I don't deny the Holocaust happened. I just deny that maybe it wasn't necessarily the worst thing for people. Now you never know if I'm being serious or not. 
It's Elijah motherfucking. <laughs> it's when Elijah motherfucking. Ever when I'm ever, ever not serious, though, <laughs> see that's the point. You, you don't know. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really think ge- genocide is a good thing. I think that there's just better ways to go about getting a similar result. Okay. And I just leave that. There. I'll, I'll leave that there. Let's and get let, back let, to the. Let's get let back you, to the topic. I want you to keep you guessing. Keep you guessing yeah. about what I think inside my head. Because <laughs> sometimes I fart thoughts out, and then it's like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't say that. But it's fuck it. It's my podcast. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> You're the one that keeps listening for whatever strange fucking reason, which we appreciate. <laughs> so yeah, um, I lost my place. My notes. So if the child resists the birthing process, it's indicative of them not wanting to be in the family or to be alive. If the child makes claims that they cannot breathe, they are to be ignored and even ridiculed as the child is considered to be attempting to manipulate you. Yeah. So everything the child says, like, oh, I can't breathe, it's too hot, you're hurting me, that's not them letting you know that what you're doing is bad for them. It's them trying to manipulate you and go, whoa, 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 they're hypnotoed. Yeah. And as we covered in, the, in yes. part one, is some of this comes out of the belief from like i don't know what it's the 1910s or 20s mm-hmm. that infants f- don't feel pain so yeah. they're saying that little kids oh yeah you, what you, was the thing that you, little you kids could, are like, you could like they're resi- they're re- like resist resilient or whatever like you could break their finger and yeah like, it but it's hurt like them. they're more sensitive to a gentle touch yeah, than yeah, yeah. something the, that should be hug, painful so hug, you can punch them yeah. and it doesn't affect they can them. feel a hug they can't feel a haymaker yeah that's what it was yeah. yeah so so the adults doing this in some way don't believe they're actually yeah they don't yeah child. they believe they're not hurting the child and luckily i never went through the rebirthing process thank goodness closest thing i ever came was they would force swaddle me yeah when i was 16 and i would struggle and they would just like roll me up like a little cigar yeah and like five blankets i pissed myself a couple times yeah. but that wasn't because i i was scared because uh, fuck you you're gonna touch me i'm gonna make it hard for you to touch <laughs> me so i did it intentionally because i knew they had to touch me <laughs> fuck you motherfuckers if you're gonna make me lay here like a sausage i don't mind laying in my own piss because you got to touch it eventually <laughs> see that's how you get back and at that, them now. that's what makes you who yeah, you are that, that's all i should motherfucking doing <laughs> although then again i've been in a lot of positions where i pissed myself intentionally like you, you know what the best way to like have someone like to get not get robbed on the street someone's got a gun on you they got a knife on you you know what you do pull your pants down and you start pissing just start pissing at them just just full stream because no one (laughs) wants to touch a guy who's either shitting themselves or pissing at you they're not going to do it you better hope that that stream lasts long enough for them to run away life lessons from eli because if it doesn't then you're just going to get your ass kicked with your dick in your hand (laughs) (laughs) So you better hope you got you can just break that seal, man. Just keep going until they tire out before you do. Uh, yeah, so let's get back to back to the top. Uh, how the fuck do we even get to that point, man? Come on, if we're not getting to that point in an episode, are we really even doing an episode? Uh, that's a fair point. The people demand it; they expect the crazy. Yeah. Speaking of pissing, we have to piss after all this cocoa. Uh, so if the child. Um, resort you know what i'm just another tangent this kind of sounds like they believe child are like a like if you took like a hypnotoad and like had rasputin fuck it and the baby that came out that's these children that's yeah. us because it's like they're hypnotoad by looking in their eyes but they're rasputin with his honeyed words right because everything fucking, you say yeah. you say is, is just to manipulate it's just them. a spell okay so, spell yeah, so, you. so like it's kind of weird because a lot of these kids you know especially me we don't have the gift of gab later in life we're not very good speakers which is really weird like we have all these powers like our words can hypnotize you our eyes can hypnotize you yet we can't do any of that later in life 
Yeah. I yeah. know, trade secret. I'm spilling the a beans. Yeah. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting the cat out the bag, but we, I can't do that. Because if I could, I would not be doing a shitty podcast and being broke. I'd be doing a shitty podcast and rich at some point. <laughs> I'd be yes. convincing you guys to give me your social, so, social security numbers or some shit, man. <laughs> uh, so if the child resorts to other tactics of manipulations, such as claiming they are dying, which that's happened a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the, a lot of these kids' last words are "I'm dying,", I'm dying. yeah, <laughs> and then a lot of the last words they hear are. No, good. you're not. No, 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 not. No, you're not. Good, die. Oh, that's that's a, that's a lot. What a lot of them last here. Yeah. So uh, if they're dying or in pain, the parents must validate those feelings by yelling "Good, die" and mock them for giving up, because you don't want quitters. Apparently, you don't want quitters. <laughs> if, if you're if you adopt a kid and he's going to quit, then he better off. He's better off dying, because means he's not good enough to be in your family. If he's just going to quit that easily. And you think I'm joking? I'm being serious. Yeah, I know. That's a, I remember after suicide attempt, one of my adopted fan. I think it was my adopted mother. She was like, "Yeah, you know." She's like, "You know, next time we do this, we're not going to help you, so you might as well just die. Make sure it's make sure it's effective." <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Like they took it as a personal insult that I tried to kill myself. I'm like, maybe this is like a like a sign of something's wrong, not like yeah. a like oh I'm just giving you a motherfucker, you know, you know, finger, yeah. giving you the middle finger and pissing on myself so you as you roll me up in the sausage. Yeah, but these people are also told that that these manipulative little kids and teenagers, when they say things like this, they're just trying to get them in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that that that's 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 gonna come in later. That's just all yeah. about trying to get the kid and get the uh, parents, uh, parents in trouble. In trouble yeah. yeah, so ATP has been classified by experts as literally trauma bonding as an inducing Stockholm syndrome into children in order to brainwash them into behaving in a manner desired by the new caregivers. Yep. Which that's just painfully obvious. Obvious, but I had to say that because I know at some point if I didn't mention Stockholm so- syndrome, some people out there might still be confused about what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly. But the minute you say is. Stockholm, everyone, just about everyone who's ever read a book understands. Yeah, uh, it's like oh, what's that famous case of that woman in like Korea who like had Stockholm and like became like a terrorist or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you were in like name. high school when that happens. The, no, you know? it was earlier than that. That was like the eighties. No, it was the eighties. No, well, no, well, I thought it was the eighties. Whatever that famous woman's name is, <laughs> I don't remember. But Are you sure I, it wasn't like the eighties? Because I, I thought it was nah, like the nah, early eighties. Nah, man, <laughs> fucking timelines, man. I, I didn't have a calendar <laughs> until just now, so yeah, someone will look it up on their phone. Yeah, someone, <laughs> so, someone, let us know, you know, by yelling at your phone when it happened <laughs> and who that lady's name is, because yeah. I didn't bother. And the FBI it in my man research. watching you on your camera. They'll yes, let us yes, know. please, Mr. Because you know they're man. listening to us. Yes, Mr. <laughs> CIA man who's listening to us. Definitely, I'm not a homegrown terrorist. So <laughs> just let us know. You know, put it in my email account. <laughs> no, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, so a trauma bond is made by a captive with a tormentor. In ATP, this is between the child and the holder, either caregiver or therapist. Yeah. So a lot of the times, which is re- kind of weird, because like you, you think that like 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 this goes back to them being like a failure, because you're trying to trauma bond with the therapist, but the whole point is to behave better and bond with the, the parents. parents. So if you're trauma bonding with the therapist, then it's just doomed to what's fail. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the point? god damn wrong pipe jesus christ uh hail satan 666 you know every time i curse and say jesus's name i have to hail the real our true lord and savior uh hail satan so the child bonding to the therapist is considered a counterproductive to the caregiver bonding which is the point of atp as i just said yeah this is explained away by atp by uh 
by ATP, by inform that's a weird sentence, by informing parents and therapists that this is a trauma bond, that this trauma bond is transferable between therapist and caregiver. Oh so, my goodness. So if that, let me just try to make that make more sense to myself because I'm over here like dying or trying to read what the fuck I wrote. So so essentially it, it seems like they're saying that <laughs> it seems like I wrote this, but it seems. Uh, so what they're saying is that you can uh, a bond, have the child bond with the therapist and then they somehow magically give. Transfer yeah, that bond yeah, to like the Yeah, transfer parents. that curse like it's, like, like it's a fucking STD or like a trading <laughs> card to the parents. All right, now it's yours. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's how, how things that, work. That's how, that's how people work. <laughs> that's how monkeys work. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Coco. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's not how that works. That's no. not realistic whatsoever. Uh, you can get the same. Re- and here's the point. You can get the same results and fewer suffering on the child's part if you use a cattle prod that you can with ATP. Yeah. Yeah. Just just figure it. Like, just so you know, if you're going to adopt a kid and you're going to have problems, hit them with a taser. It'll be more more successful than, than this shit. And cheaper. And a lot cheaper. And it's easier to explain. <laughs> like when, the, when, the, when, the, when the authorities come and be like, yeah, I, I tased him because he's he's crazy. Look at him. He's psycho. <laughs> so I got to tase him. It's his personal safety device. Come on. We're going to yeah. take my taser away, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, by design, ATP creates a dysfunctional bond at best, which keeps the child and caregiver locked into an endless cycle of reform, relapse, and power struggle. Yeah. Children who improve over time are more likely to have done so due to natural maturation rather than ATP, which I feel like for me, a lot of my problems just dissolve the minute I get to a certain age. And it's like, you know what? It was all just really dumb and meant nothing. Yeah. Uh, However, ATP specialists inform parents, uh, informs the parents that means the child is winning and these maturations are only signs of their delusions growing more vivid. So, oh yeah, the natural natural uh, march forward at time is, literally means nothing to these people. Oh, my God. It's all these about... These kids can't win. Yeah, these, these kids are... They're manipulating you. They're they're more delusional now than ever, which is kind of weird because I was told by, peop- by therapists in Albany Med one time that I was delusional because I said that they were trying to kill me. My adopted parents were trying to kill me. <laughs> Turns out they were actually were actively trying to kill me, but apparently I was the fucking delusional one. <laughs> he even said, he's like, they wouldn't have adopted you if they're trying to kill you. It's like, yeah, but it's the perfect cover. <laughs> I know it makes me sound insane, but it's the perfect cover. You adopt the child. You spent money on the child. So no one's going to suspect that you're the one that murdered yeah. them. And that's, and that's the other thing with people who have survived this is that it's so absolutely bizarre that anyone from an, uh, anywhere close to a normal background is going to find is gonna find it unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, there are people who don't even believe that this therapy occurs because it's just so crazy and, like, over yeah. the top. Like, there's no, there's no way that it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, and people and, don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and, the, and they don't talk about it enough. Yeah, they don't talk about uh, it enough. They don't. Many families struggle socially and financially, leading them to collapse and uh, blame the child for the collapse. So relationships between husbands and wives have dissolved overnight, and and that's for uh, financial reasons and social reasons. And it's important that, like, a lot of the time they uh, they will – the therapist will tell the parents, you have to be a united front so that they don't – the family dynamic doesn't fall apart. That way they can still keep getting paid. Right, Exactly. 
and which is kind of weird because I even saw that power, that, that struggle between my adopted parents a lot. Because it, it, like my adopted mother was like the biggest into this, more so than my adopted father. But she seemed to have some sort of internal struggle when it got a little too serious and a little too real for her at times. Yeah. And it was always them like arguing and butting heads sometimes about it. But they would eventually realize that I, that was just me uh, manipulating them. So they were like, "Oh, you know, front, it's his fault." Right, so I'm gonna use you as a scapegoat. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, either I'm a I'm a Jew by blood or a Jew by behavior. Oh, jeez. Bye bye. You know, either way, I'm a scapegoat, right? Yeah. So uh, many families struggle. Yes, uh, uh, I really just fucked that up. All right. So those who do not, uh, you know, the families that do not, you know. Uh, fall you know break will abandon the child as early as they can at 18 or yeah. by encouraging criminal activities so they can get pins petitions which is what happened to me and even charges pressed against the child because that's because they can't give you back to the adoption agency so the next best thing is to have the police take you in some fashion oh, so wow. they okay. usually just all like allow the child to skip school enough until like a like a officer is sent to like you know oh get shit. Them. yeah uh, you know petty crimes vandalism allowed them to go out and do crazy shit so after like spending years of locking this child in a room going through all this crazy uh you know bullshit with them if you just realize it's not going to work they they give you all your privileges back all at once boom say okay have fun have have the best time of your life because they know in six months you'll end up in jail holy shit yeah damn i didn't think of that yeah. That's what happened to me. I turned 16 and they just gave me everything back. I had full, free reign just about. And I was doing a lot of criminal activities, Mel. I can tell you what, boy. I'll tell mm -hmm. you, I, 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 sat, I, sat, I sat out doing some criminal activities. I'll tell you what, boy. <laughs> now, that's me doing my foghorn, leghorn yeah. impression. Does it, did it work? <laughs> yeah, it was recognizable. I recognize, I, yeah. I, I do, I do, I do declare, boy. I, I do declare. All right. <laughs> so uh, ATP reinforces the victimhood of the caregivers and often at the expense of the fathers or the child. So in case that there is legal issues brought against the parents, the mother's generally protected and all the blame usually falls on the child and the father. Okay. So even in this situation, men get fucked in the ass. Yeah. And that's just the way everything goes. You know, men are just always getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. Uh, families who abandoned ATP out of necessity have actually reported an improvement in their quality of life with their children. Yeah. Which is just no fucking shit. Yeah. I don't know. Was did we say it on 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 recording or before outside of recording where it's like that this happens and then they just don't, they don't have the correlation between like oh the the child is better because they're not in this it's because that they gained some sort of you know like improvement right. from it. I don't know if I said that like in the in this episode or if it was like outside of the episode. Yeah, I don't know. I think nah. it, it might have been in. This Either episode. way, it might be it might be in it twice. So just bear yeah, with us. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what that was. And children subjected to ATP for prolonged periods nearly always resent their families. And there is a growing number of people who have identified as adult survivors. And that is backed up by, I found so many websites of people that are essentially coming together, finally talking about this. A lot of adults saying that they were kids going through this. Yeah. Um, I did intend to have, I had a website saved in my browser, but I can't find it. I, I, to, I, to, must, to, I think I have. It, 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 it was essentially like if you want to get involved 
and you know like helping these people you know financially associated whatever spreading yeah. awareness you could sign up with the, at their website and they'll you know give you whatever you know they, yeah. like you need to help um i had that saved I don't, I don't i don't find it but if i if i do find it i will put it on our facebook page yeah absolutely. and go there if you feel compelled enough to you know look into it yeah and you can read stories of, of yes. adult survivors and so yes, much of can. this overlaps with eli's story so uh while ATP is considered necessary, it does incur a horrific price. Not only do families pay an arm and a leg for the therapy sessions, the constant need for harshness takes a toll on the family members, not just the child. Yeah. Uh, parents who do not get enough respite from the actions tend to argue as one questions the validity of the treatment and it often leads to divorce. This is why parents are instructed to be united front against the child since the child will prey on all weaknesses to get control. So even in that one moment where this whole entire therapy had like a shred of maybe like having good intentions, they still blame the child. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. in that language. It's like, yeah. what if the Any fuck? difficulties that the parents have with each other or with their yes. biological children, it's, because it's all of the, the fault it's, of it's the It's because of the child. Parents. It's not because you guys are assholes and you're arguing with yourselves about the morality of what you're doing. Right. Yeah. ATP is custom designed to target parents, which is kind of weird. You would think it's meant to target the children because the children suffer the most. The children don't have it's, any money. Oh yeah, they don't have any fucking money. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Medicaid ain't paying for this shit. Nope. So uh, it's, it's the, uh, they're targeting parents with difficult children. So yeah. it's not just foster children or adopted children going through this. There are bi cases where biological children are also put through this. And also stepchildren. And stepchildren, yes. It's mostly yes. adopted Usually children with Usually it's stepdaughters step who are about 17 who won't fuck step daddy so they get put through the therapy oh my god now you don't know if i'm joking or not now do you <laughs> now there's a reason why they call them jail bait i don't know mm. i wouldn't know i'm not i'm not a stepfather <laughs> i'll be a stepson though you know, whatever right, it's back getting, to the is, topic. It, is it getting a little weird for you mel a little hot around your collar <laughs> you're like ah man i'm 50 but he's he's almost 30 like i could probably make it work that's not a big enough age that's not too big of an age difference but guess what mel we gotta keep it platonic we're professionals <laughs> professional podcasters professional you know? professionals so atp uh yeah blah 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 so yeah it's custom divine uh designed to uh target parents it offers a single holistic explanation for all problematic behaviors and shifts any blame away from the caregivers from the onset yeah it offers a simple one-size-fits-all treatment designed to overcome the child's inability to form a stable, loving relationship with its mother and all other problems just immediately dissolve. So, as yeah, a self-explanatory right there. Yeah. Uh, parts of the sale, part of the sales pitch for ATP reassures suffering parents that they are not at fault for having a troubled child who is supposedly still under the influence of their past which is the real problem. Well, at the same time, their past doesn't exist because they are not individuals. That's right. They are clean slates. That's right. Come on, Mel. That's how people work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, parenting skills are never questioned, though mothers often readily adopt newly learned ATP parenting methods out of desperation, which you, I, I, I've firsthand experience of that. Adopted mother bought almost every book she can fucking find on ATP parenting techniques dealing with troubled you know adopted children uh she had like every chicken noodle soup for the fucking soul 
which I fucking hate those books. I don't know why she had those. Those I hate anything that's self-help, honestly. Because yeah. if you don't know what the fuck to do and your problem, then it's not really a problem for you. It's just a fact of life at that point. If you can't solve it yourself. <laughs> you would have saved me so much money on yeah, self-help yeah. books over the years. Yeah, like if you can't like <laughs> overcome that form of adversity yourself and you're actively doing everything you can, then you just have to accept that that's going to be a part of your life and learn how to deal with it. I wish that I had had that perspective, you know. Yeah, fuck you. Let me see, 30 years ago? <laughs> Is that before or after you graduated college for the second time? Oh, no, well before. I, I, I was a self-help expert long before I went back to, went back to college. Damn, self-help expert. <laughs> there are still self-help books in this apartment. You realize, right? <laughs> I, that's why I don't look at the fucking library. And you notice all my books are over here on the desks. Like my, my books of blood and stuff, all right? Yes. You know, the good stuff. <laughs> Fuck all your weird shit over there. Even though I see my Tolkien collection over there, motherfucker. Hey, you put it over. It's your bookshelf. It is my bookshelf. Why are you cluttering my bookshelf with your shit, man? <laughs> this is the issue with having roommates. They don't respect nothing. Uh, yeah, so the, the mothers are more likely to adopt the newly learned ATP parenting methods. ATP even has a title of honor for every woman who brings a child into the fold by calling them what, Mel? Oh, I remember you told me. It's yeah, like, what do they call I, I them? Don't, oh, shit, I can't remember. They call themselves awesome moms. Oh, that's right. Co-opting the Old Testament adjective for God. Ah. Uh, the, in which the Bible constantly refers to God as awesome and motherly, which is funny because I used to call my adopted mother a cunt, and she'd be like, no, I'm not a cunt. I'm an awesome mom. Ah, that's right. I remember <laughs> yes. you telling me that. And it's a badge honor. It's kind of like what you what you have with the liberals now. It's like you call them a libtard, but they're like, yeah, you're right. I am a libtard because it's like a badge of honor for them. Oh you know, then again, you conservatives, you call them crazy and say, no, I'm just a conservative, and that's a badge of honor. <laughs> Everyone, everyone has that one little badge, that one thing that just you know brings pride for the dumbest fucking reasons. Yeah, uh, and I hate everyone. I, I do. I genuinely hate everyone. Though. Do you hate everyone? <laughs> no. Oh, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're lying <laughs> through the gap in your tooth. Uh, so parents are chided sympathetically, if at all, for trying to too hard for having to uh, work up too long with a child. To work for too having long. too up too long what the fuck am i saying i hate my note taking skills mel because that's a typo but okay. it's not a typo because everything's spelled properly so it doesn't <laughs> pop up all right so parents are let me let me see if i can retry this all right parents are chided sympathetically if at all for trying too hard uh for having to stay up too long or work too long well, with, to with, a too with a child yeah, yeah. Work, yeah working with them too long the the number one rule of atp is for the parent to take care of themselves first this sounds so much like it comes out of the same kind of liberalism that i that i came went into in college with feminism and, yeah, and everything it, else because yeah. it's all about it's all about you it's all about everyone why feeling think, sorry for why themselves. Why do you think I connected this to progressives and, and, and liberals? Yeah. That wasn't just me. That's the first time that I'm really seeing it. Because yeah, the, yeah, the it, avenue I saw was just the yeah, rage there. It, it, it wasn't me just, just saying this shit because I hate liberals. Because I, I hate the, the extremists, which just seems to be every one of the, one of the motherfuckers now. I, it's, it's literally connected to that. The, yeah. It's literally in how they work now, which is why I'm connecting this to the trans ide ideology because it's the yeah. same thing. It's a, you change a few of the words around, but it's the same behaviors. It's the same techniques. Yeah. 
And that's why it's. I think it's ridiculous. People are like, oh, there are people that are saying because it's it's not about the individuals. It's about the outcome. It's about watching where the money flows, watching yes. where the social change occurs. Yes. Because that's what their goal is. Their goal is money above all else. Yes. It's not about saving people. It's not about, you know, it's children about having weird people. thoughts. It's not about helping people. They don't see you as people. They see nope. you as ching ching. Yes. You know, cha ching. That's right. And that's why I talk so adamantly against it. Not because I'm against people, but because I'm against this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's all about taking care of the, the child, uh, the, the parents first. So that's why you have these respite homes, because they will just literally send the kid to respite homes or send them to mental illness facilities like I did or send them to detention centers temporarily or whatever, yeah. just so they get a mini vacation from all this shit. Because it's about them. It takes it's. Too, having to do it too much for too long takes a toll on it's, it's like the uh, the prison guards and the prisoners experiment where like they start like identifying with each other because this just takes too much of a toll all the time on everyone yeah so it becomes a, it gets to a point where it, it, the guards and the prisoners become indistinguishable from each other given a long enough time period yeah uh, the child does not need to obviously be troubled to be uh to be troubled, to be targeted for treatment with ATP. Right, right. All, all the they need is that diagnosis. They, they need, they, all they need is to be distant, cool, and unresponsive to affection or have normal cultural aversions to eye contact. Right. So that's Which why, is something that some kids That's develop. why a lot of people believed uh, for a while, and a lot of liberal like therapists believe that anyone who came from like China or Japan, or just Asian in general, they were all autistic because like, culturally they avoid eye contact. Yeah. So they just said everyone over there is autistic. And that's just clearly not true. Although I will say that every time I see an Asian baby baby with like a like a helmet on, I assume they have Down syndrome, even though I know that's just what Asians do to their babies. <laughs> I don't know why I have associated helmets with like Down syndrome babies, but I do. I don't I don't know why. It's just a thing for I got. <laughs> but I just had to mention it because I thought it was a funny little story. <laughs> So yeah. if you're an Asian out there with a baby and you have a helmet on your child and they're not, you know, they, they don't have Down syndrome or anything, let us know why you do that. Are you just, like, convinced that someone's going to go and poke them in the soft spot or something? <laughs> like, I, I just genuinely, I, I, I'm wondering, like, is it like a cultural thing or is it just only the thing that, like, Asian Americans do? <laughs> I, I, just, I just genuinely like are you, are you trying to save the brain to make them like as smart and math like is that the secret <laughs> to keep them as smart and math as possible is like no head traumas before like they graduate <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just genuinely just curious all right yeah so they, they don't need to be uh, a problem child or trouble uh troubled child in order to be a part of this they just need to be normal even a toddler suspected of being overly friendly to strangers or a baby who does not manage eye contact during breastfeedings are targeted and can be labeled with attend uh with a uh, attachment disorders yeah which is just the weirdest fucking thing because i know like if I, I if I had a person sucking on my titty, I don't think I'd want to make eye contact with them. I feel like it'd get a little weird. Like yeah. when, when you think it'd get a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a little weird. So that, that's why I'm glad I'm not a woman. I, I would never be able to breastfeed my kid and be like, "You're looking at me. It's looking at me. Why is he looking at me? He's sucking my titty. Why is he looking at me? What's going on?" Yeah. No, you, you don't think so. <laughs> you, you, you think you'd just be like, "Yeah, this is completely normal behavior to make eye contact during this intimate moment." <laughs> 
it's like taking a shit like like it's like it's like those bathrooms in like europe where they don't have like the the divider walls in the stalls so it's just like to- a row of toilets and everyone's just taking a shit and they're just looking at each other making eye contact while they're all taking shits it's like the weirdest thing ever like that is not normal it's a very intimate thing yeah i don't want don't ever make eye contact with me if you're taking a shit mail <laughs> for what if we if we happen to be in like a zombie apocalypse trapped in the bathroom don't make eye contact <laughs> so uh none of the fault will ever lay on the caregivers in the past present or future yeah no matter what they no matter do what with they the do because any bad behavior anything yes. that happens is from the child's past it, even no, though in theory no, they no, have no I'm, past. I'm, not, I'm not even going there None of the fault, let me repeat this because you you fucking ruined it. None of the fault will ever lay on the caregivers in the past, present, or future. It's not the parent's fault the child was broken. It's not the parent's fault they abused the child because the ATP specialist told them to do it. So that's what lures a lot of parents into this because it's got a built-in like you know safety net where it's like even if something wrong goes wrong with the child and the child dies, it's not your fault as the parent; it's our fault as the professionals. Yeah, somebody told me to do it. Yes. Someone who is in a position of authority that yes. they supposedly have certification. They told and me. And it's not even my like my bio mom used to say it all the time. It's like it's not my fault. I beat you and locked you in the basement. The social worker told me to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that just makes yes. me wonder if the if the social workers there. Well, I I would not be su- indoctrinated into. I would not be surprised if cult. it started with me before my adoption because my adoptive parents don't seem like the type of people who would have been able to figure that shit out on their own. <laughs> they really don't. Yeah. They, they were very naive. They that's why my adoptive mother bought every book she could on this shit because she was very naive. Yeah. So I highly doubt. Like if I didn't have that in my past records that they got, I highly doubt that I would have ever been gone through all this shit. Yeah. So I, I blame the state more than I blame them. Fuck yeah. you, New York State. <laughs> yeah. Ah, go go. All right. So um, ATP is reliably. Uh, pitched to the caregivers as an attractive alternative to the difficult work of conventional family therapy, which is always the better route. Go for the conventional shit. Don't try to do the experimental shit because it never works out for anyone. Yeah. That's how you get zombies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here is how you can tell if a practice qualifies as attachment therapy, and you only need one of these characteristics to qualify. So if you have like a practice you're going to or there's one in your area, if they follow uh, fall under one of these descriptions, it's attachment therapy. That's how fucking broad this shit is. Yeah. Uh, practices that teach or recommend restraint or other violations of interpersonal boundaries for an allegedly therapeutic purpose. The things mentioned are often deliberately confrontational and intrusive. Which is just obvious. We spent how many hours talking about that that yeah. one thing. Yeah. Principally, treats or is concerned with AD, which is attachment disorders, or RAD, which is reactive attachment disorders, and assesses for that condition using unvalidated diagnostic tools or uses no tool at all for objective assessment. Right. Which is the most of them. Uh, They also practice or recommends treatment based on a belief in the efficacy of any of the following. Re-traumatization. Catharsis, especially through expressions of rage, fear, sadness, and other negative emotions. Recapitulation, the reenactment of stages of development or the repatterning of the brain. Uh, another way to tell is if they adheres to unvalidated notions about child development or attachment, especially the so-called attachment cycle. 
This is a reference to the attachment theory, which has been co-opted because like everything else, it's always yeah. co-opted from yeah. someone else. This uh, the, the attachment theory, which has nothing to do with attachment therapy theory, has been co-opted from John Bowlby and Amy Ainsworth, who pioneered the subject and who I believe are some of the biggest critics of attachment therapy, especially Amy Ainsworth. I've seen her name pop up on a lot of shit, like, especially like the one website I used. Yeah. They had a list that had, had like all, like a lot of the information I used on this. Also, I had like a, a huge list of like victims and children who died during this. Yeah. Her name was everywhere. And I'm pretty sure she ran that website for a while. Yeah. Um, and then attachment ther- theory has very little to do with ATP and even runs counter to it in almost all respects. Absolutely does. There are uh, an- another way, because I- I'm still going through all the different ways you can tell. Yeah. Uh, if it claims that ATP practices are safe and effective when there is near complete lack of scientific support, which that is just obvious. Yeah. Uh, practices or teaches harsh parenting and res- respite methods based principally upon combinations of deprivation, isolation, or humiliation for the child, they're probably ATP. Yes. Here's your sign. (laughs) Uh, Uncritically recommends materials such as websites, books, videos, lectures, and conference presentations, which do any of the above. Right. ATP has no recognized theoretical basis, no published research, and no validated instrument with which to do research. So you can't even research it because there's no there's yeah. no development for People it. People have to keep that in mind. Yeah. There's A- no proof yes. that this does anything positive. ATP at its best is pseudoscience along with the fact that AD or uh, attachment uh, disorders and reactive attachment disorder is not even a well-defined disorder as a differential diagnosis. Yes. ATP qualifies, in Eli's opinion, as quackery. It is absolutely quackery. It's quackers. And like a lot of quackery, it hurts people. It does. It does. And then here's where I'm going to get into the uh, <laughs> the, the the crimes against humanity thing. I'm about to talk okay. about something. So that's how you that's how you tell if whatever practice is near you is ATP. Yeah. It's if it falls under any of those descriptions. Now here's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to say that ATP is crimes against humanity, literally Nazi experiment level crimes against humanity. Yes. Would you agree? Absolutely. All right. So post-war trials of Nazi doctors established an internationally recognized code of conduct known as the Nuremberg Code on permissible medical experiments, which I'm sure most of you probably knew that. Yeah. Uh, it has been accepted in the U.S. that this code applies to mental health practices as well as medical so it was designed for medical, and most of the world, you know, see, you, sees the Nuremberg Code as medical experiments. But the U.S. added on the psychological shit with it, yeah. Which it should have always been because the Nazis also did a lot of psychological experiments, especially with methamphetamines, yeah. Which they invented, by the way. It was established in two thousand one. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So it was established in two thousand one, with a Colorado jury in the trial of Connell Watkins. That, that that's that's how we have connected the mental health practices to the Nuremberg Code. Right. That ATP ATP violates eight of the ten principles laid down in the Nuremberg Code. Yeah. So just here are all the codes. You try to figure out which ones that I go. I tried to figure. Out, I know at one point we were trying to figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. And I, I think we kind of hammered it down. See if we can remember what we were saying yeah. about it. But uh, so here 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 are the different uh, principles. Uh, the first principle is the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. 
none of the children yeah. are consent to this. By definition of this, consent. I cannot consent. I never did consent. And yeah. if I knew what it was, I would have never consented if I even had the choice. Yeah. Uh, the experiment should be uh, so. That's that's first one. The, the second code, uh, you know, aspect of the code, is the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study, and not random and unnecessary in nature. Yeah. Which the entire there are much better yeah, methods for ATP is completely unnecessary because you just yeah. give the child a fucking hug and a goddamn sandwich. Yeah, it has a way better effect. And just give them a go home till they mature. Literally tasing <laughs> them with a cattle prod has a better effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that is not a crime against humanity. That's just a crime. <laughs> yes, don't go tasing your three-year-olds, please. You'll give them a heart attack. Uh, the third uh, aspect is the experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problems under study that the anticipated results will justify the performance of the experiment. I'm not really sure you can do animal experiments like this. I mean, no, there's lots of attachment you, you, you can, experiments. But, however, but, there needs to be some sort of history of the disease. Right. There is no history of attachment disorders because no, really it's isn't. not even a divine, defined disease. No, it's not. So that that uh, to me that violates that right there too. Yeah. Uh, the fourth tenet is uh, the experiment should be conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. Well, definitely that one's out the window. <laughs> yeah, that's out the fucking window right there. Uh, five, no experiment should be conducted where there is a prior reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur, except where those experiments conducted the physician also serve as subjects. Yeah. So unless your doctor is willing to cut this fucking arm off right next to you, he's not allowed to cut your fucking arm off as a form of treatment. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, Walking Dead violated that, you know, because they just hacking <laughs> motherfuckers' arms off left and right after they get bit by a zombie. Uh, but, yeah, again, that that right there violates, yes. you know, because there's been deaths, there's been recorded deaths, and despite all the recorded deaths, they're still fucking doing yep. it. Yep, Uh Six, the, dis the degree of risk taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the, by the experiment. Just because a kid could become a serial killer from, you know, not getting enough mommy hugs early in life doesn't mean that you get to abuse all the kids on the off chance that they might become right. a serial killer. Exactly. So even if they do become serial killers, they will do far less harm to society than society will do to them during ATP. Absolutely. I know I just equated that to murder, but murder's not so bad in the grand scheme of things because murder is not necessarily a guaranteed. However, child abuse is a guarantee. Yes. So you may not grow up to be a murderer, but you may grow up to be a murderer if you are abused. That's true. Uh, so seven, proper preparations should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. I don't think th – th this is the one where I think the, we kind of were up on the fence of whether or not it violated that. Because they did provide facilities. They did have all that stuff. It may not be the best facilities. But I don't think anyone ever got injured, disabled, or died from the facilities themselves. It's just from the people inside the fucking <laughs> from facilities. From what they were doing to them there. Yeah. yeah. Like so they I, had, you know, so no, I, I, they had I, slip I think, and fall signs uh, <laughs> but while they were sitting yes. on ch children's chests. I think they got that one by default, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, eight, the experiment should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons. The highest degree of skill and care should be required through all stages of the experiment of those who conduct or engage in the experiment. Violate that shit because you don't even need a fucking license to do this shit to kids. No. You just got to have a dick or a vagina. Well, I was thinking a pulse, but okay. Well, a dick or a vagina <laughs> because you can't be a eunuch and do this. You don't. <laughs> okay. You literally don't have the balls to muster up enough anger. Oh my god! They got no balls, Mel, because they're uniques. So nine. uh, During the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end if he has reached the physical or mental state where continuation of the experiment seems to him to be impossible. Well, that one. Yeah, that's out the window because if you say you're going to kill yourself, they just encourage you. Yeah. And then 10, during the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge must be prepared to determinate the experiment at any stage if he has a probable cause to believe in the exercise of the good faith, superior skill, and careful judgment required of him that a, con- that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury, disability, or death due to the experimental subject. Well, they don't have the self-awareness. Yeah. To understand that, you know, you take a 250-pound adult and you lay him across the seven-year-old's body while mm-hmm. they're wrapped up and shit over their, you know, holding their mouth and nose closed. They don't have the self-awareness to understand that that could potentially harm or kill that child. Yeah. So that one... Well, I, I, think, I think this is the other one that I might have argued that wasn't a violation, even though yeah. technically they do, but they, they weren't unprepared to not do that in some instances. Because if you compare the uh, the uh, the caregivers who would terminate, willfully terminate the, uh, the, the therapy, I would say that that does fall in line with that. But yeah. it's kind of iffy. Yeah, but, but all the rest of them it's was a lot, just pretty yeah, much it's, a, it's a pretty violation. much you know violation and self-explanatory. Yeah, uh, and this therefore means that ATP is considered a crime against humanity or a war crime. Yes, it's literally a war crime against uh, little kids. Yeah, against little kids that is government funded, which mm-hmm. has led to its underground growth and popularity. And that's what we got, Mel. We ended off with a war crime segment. Yes, because that's literally what it is. It's a war crime. Yes. And I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think I got much else to say. I, I do actually uh, have yeah, something that I want to oh, say. Oh, yes. Okay, well, you, you say it. I, is this some sappy bullshit? It, it is. I just... Because we don't do sappy just, bullshit. I'm not doing sappy bullshit. I'm all just right. saying that for all the listeners out there, if someone that you care about is a survivor of any kind of childhood abuse, just remember that you don't have to be a professional to listen. You don't have to have any kind of advanced degree you don't have to have any kind of training. You just shut your mouth and you give them your full attention because they don't want your advice and they don't want you to fix them. They just want to be heard. And we don't want your fucking sympathy, but we will take a blowjob. <laughs> if so inclined. Because <laughs> I always love a good blowjob. <laughs> Brings a smile to my face smell. All right, and I think on that we're gonna what? end with the wait, clip. Wait, that's right. We have Jesus, our clip. You I forgot. About I know. The clip. I have my little note. I know you. you yes, were so proud gonna... of that little note. I'm sorry you didn't get to use it. All right. <laughs> um, so please bear with all the clicks while I yes, go through all uh, the fucking windows. Uh, and then shit, we're gonna. Where's the folder? 
<laughs> this is so professional, Mel. So We're professional. Good, though. Yeah. We are. We yeah. are. Okay, so it's going to be a really shitty quality because I did my best with it to doctor the uh, the the fuzziness. It's going to be really static. It's in mono. It's in when the mono. guy starts talking, though, it's it's more it's clearer. Yeah, but to me, like I'm half deaf, so deaf. Yes. Yeah, I'm half half deaf. No, it's <laughs> deaf. So uh, for me, it's just really shitty. So I do apologize if it's unbearable um if you don't like it you can just pretty much cut off here or you know you can go fuck yourself but <laughs> if you stayed you know, we appreciate you staying yes. this long because it's almost two hours yeah so uh, yeah let's just get into this I want a full sentence. 
Do you think about killing your mother a lot? Yes, Neil. Yes, Neil, what? Yes, Neil, I do feel like telling my mother. Do I want mumbling in here? Kick. You say ready, you be ready. Got it? Got it! I don't want Wimpy kicking either. Kick! How do you feel about me making you kick? Mad? I feel mad, Neil. Then say it like you feel it. It makes me mad. It makes me mad! Show me the mad. It makes me mad! I want to see your mad. You show it to me. How mad are you? I'm really mad, Neil! You want to kill me? Yes! Then say it. Look at me. Look at me. Say I'd like to kill you, you motherfucker. I'd like to kill you, you motherfucker. In my eyes. I'd like to kill you, you motherfucker. Louder than that. I'd like to kill you, you motherfucker. Again. I'd like to kill you, you motherfucker. Open your eyes and look at me and say it. I'd like to kill you, motherfucker. Again. I'd like to kill you, motherfucker. When I say open your eyes, I mean open them. Got it? Got it. How do you feel? Mad, Neil. I'd like to kill you, right? Right. Say it. I'd like to kill you, Neil. Show me. Show me all the mad inside of you. Look at me. What do you want to call me right now, huh? A jerk. Louder than that. Jerk. Eyes open. Jerk. Again. Jerk. Louder than that. Jerk. Good. What would you like to do to me right now? Hit you! Where? Anywhere, just so I can hit you! Then you say it! I wish I could hit you, Neil! Again! I wish I could hit you, Neil! Eyes open! I wish I could hit you, Neil! Good, again! I wish I could hit you, Neil! Because you argue with everybody about everything! Right? Right! Because you never accept responsibility for what you do or for what you feel! Right? Right! And that's got to change. If you want to go home, that has to change. Got it? Got it! So don't make the mistake of arguing with me in here. When I grab your mouth and do this, how do you feel? Scared! Well, you yell it at me. I'm, you're scaring me! You're scaring me! Again! You're scaring me! Stop kicking. Are you doing it my way? Are you doing just about everything that I tell you to do? Are you kicking when I tell you to kick? Are you? Yes, Neil. Are you stopping when I tell you to stop? Yes, Neil. Are you screaming at me louder when I say louder? Yes, Neil. Are you doing it my way? I think so, Neil. Did you die? No, Neil. Do you think you're going to die? Truth is, is you do. Don't you? So look at me and say, I just want to kill everybody. I just want to kill everybody. Again. I just want to kill everybody. In my eyes. I just want to kill everybody. Louder than that. I just want to kill everybody. Again. I just want to kill everybody. Again. I just want to kill everybody. All right, kick. One of three things that Mom did last night to piss you off. Got it? Got it. Is this going to take all day? No, Neil. Who takes all day to do things? Me, Neil. And why is that? Because I don't want to do it, Neil. Good. Say that again. I don't want to do them, Neil. I hate doing them. I hate doing them. Again. I hate doing them. Again. I hate doing them. Louder. I hate doing them. Again. I hate doing them. Again. I hate doing them. Again. I hate doing them.
Yeah. How are you feeling over there, Mel? Oh, so disturbing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is pretty harsh to hear. You know, it bothered me a little bit. You know, I honestly, you know, a little part of me hopes that Stevie went and killed the world after all this happened yeah. to him. Like, kind of makes you want to root for him to be a killer. <laughs> Yeah, and for because the listeners aren't seeing the video, that yeah. child looked like he was so maybe six or seven years old. So just a little, little bit of uh, context. When you hear Stevie, the little boy, he's about eight years old. He looks about eight years old. Okay. He's Asian, though, so he could be like four. Uh, you know, the Asians age weirdly. <laughs> but um, he, uh, when you hear him counting off in the beginning, he's doing push-ups yeah neil uh neil is uh, neil feinberg he was a head therapist or whatever there evergreen and at, the, at, evergreen at the evergreen facility which this is a training tape all that you heard is from a training tape and uh with the therapy with a uh, stevie yeah which i'm assuming isn't his real name i at least hope they didn't yeah. put his real name on, on there but they had him doing the forced push-ups and then the minute he got done he had to lay across neil's lap and there was a like a like a helper who's holding one arm where while Neil had Stevie's other arm pinned behind his, his back, back and on a couch, and he was just inches away from this kid's face, both hands just holding the kid's face, screaming at him. And when you heard him kicking, that was a part of like the like the supposed to reenact like struggling or more forced exercise, yeah. and having him kick his feet up and down against the couch because it's supposed to keep you tired, keep you a heightened state of awareness and stress and anxiety and uh, physical you know discomfort. Yeah. And yeah, that that shit was just you yeah, know, and that's not on some kind right of an there. underground video. No, where that is a training. That, that video it's a for training this video that cult. they distributed yes. to other facilities that were getting into attachment therapy. Yeah, and yeah, it's just what the f- what the fuck. That's one hell of a way to end the episode. I it think. is. It, it is. is. Uh, do we have any announcements, Mo? We do not. We will be doing more episodes related to attachment therapy, we are, but we're going to focus we will, on individual cases. Yeah, we're going to focus on individual cases, or at least cases that have something in common, because I can't yeah. guarantee that every case I'll have enough information to be able to spread right. it through a full episode by yeah. itself. And sometimes so, there isn't yeah, a lot of information. There isn't, so I'll, I'll break them up and you know do what we can. I know a few should be enough for, uh, for full episodes. Yeah. Uh, we, we have other things coming down the tube. I think I'm going to take a break on attachment therapy for yeah. at least another month. Yeah. Start working on other stuff. I know we currently have our... Uh, our uh, schoolgirl killer uh, series going on right now. We're talking yes, about Carla right. Homolka and Paul Bernardo. Paul Bernardo. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing that because that that's that's a heavy thing. But we're gonna try to gear more towards uh, l- l- less towards the murdery side because we've been doing those for pretty consistently. And I want to get to like ghosts and uh, urban legends. I know we did the Black Volga last week uh, yes. last week, which is fucking <laughs> awesome. That was I a still fun think, episode. I, and any, if anyone has a Black Volga, they want to donate to us for oh, free. Oh yeah, we will we, take we that. Will shit. Take yeah. that shit. I don't care if it's rusty as fuck. I will take it. We th- that we is, may end up living out of yeah, it, but that, we will that, take that it. That has always been my dream car. So that is that that that's my goal in life. You know, if the podcast makes me anything, it will make me a black Volga. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have that. Uh, you know, we might get back into the cryptids of West Virginia because I know we 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 started the podcast with that. You know, yes. twenty episodes later, and we, we haven't finished it. Yeah. I still I haven't forgotten about it. I'm just trying to you know keep keeping you. Guys guys guessing what i'm throwing your way yeah but we've been doing a lot with necrophiles a lot with cannibals a lot with 
bernardering and i think that once we finish the paul bernardo carla homolka case we're going to start you know you're going to start seeing more variety yeah and if you guys want to like honestly if you want anything in particular like a subject you know like like you know nazi experiments aliens uh hauntings possessions all of that yeah and you have a specific case in mind email us you, you, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop begging you guys to get on Facebook and like connect with us, cause fuck that shit. I, I, Facebook sucks. You know, <laughs> they're at the point where they're letting women yeah. show their tits because no one wants to use Facebook. So <laughs> fuck Facebook. But please get us into your email. Get you into our email. That way you, we can contact. You can let us know how you're liking it, how you don't like it, how much of you fucking hate my voice. Uh, or you know, if you have any suggestions, things you want us to, because we want you to want to listen to us. Yeah. And I can't always come up with the greatest episodes ever, so <laughs> and I don't always know what you guys like. Yeah. Um. Also, it gives us a chance to let you guys know what's going on, because I I I have high hopes for this show. I really do. There's I things do that I want us to do and be able to do that we won't be able to do unless we know that you guys are into it and supporting us in yeah. some way. <laughs> so please do that. The episode will be in the uh, the outro, so don't don't you worry. We won't let yeah, you guys the, not the, get the that email info. Email will be in the in the outro. Yes. Uh, on that note, I don't have anything else to say. No, right. we're good. I think it's one last thing to say. Well, what is it? Don't fuck in the woods. All right. Thank you. Those of us that deliver us some evil want to thank you for listening. All of our episodes are available at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. For the latest news, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash deliverussomeevil or email us at deliverussomeevilpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't fuck in the woods.